Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is this is going to be a thing as I make sure that the closed captions are functioning on the screen. Dang it, dude! Where did they go? Oh, they're not there. Found them. <laughs> Welcome to Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel, our lovely uh, Wizard of the Coast sponsored one shot. Um, I have an, an intro spiel to go through first, and then we will go around the table and meet our wonderful guests. Um, some of them new to the table, and some of them that you have seen before, and lots of them from different places that I've played around the internet verse and have pulled together for this very particular project. What is Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel? Through the mists of the ethereal plain shines the Radiant Citadel. Travelers from across the multiverse flock to this mysterious bastion to share their traditions, stories, and calls for heroes. A crossroads of wonders and adventures, the Radiant Citadel is the first step on the path to legend. Where will your journeys take you? It is a collection of 13 short standalone D&D adventures featuring challenges for characters from levels 1 through 14. We will be playing today at level 5. We are actually, I actually upscaled a level 4 adventure into level 5 because I feel like level 5 is more fun. Each adventure has ties to the Radiant Citadel, a magical city with connections to the lands rich with excitement and danger, and each can be run by itself or as part of an ongoing campaign. Explore this rich and varied collection of adventures in magical lands, and it is available now. It's literally available right now, uh, wherever you might get your books and things, or click that link that's there in the chat or in the description below for YouTube stuff. Uh, that being said, I will be doing a, a nice little like DM discussion post-show about how to include journeys through the Radiant Citadel in your already ongoing campaigns or just ideas for you to incorporate it into your games at home. So that will be about an hour or so uh, after we do this, this show here. That being said, I have lovely people surrounding me and fantastic cast members. And I'm going to start, we're going to go clockwise, starting with, with Katie. So Katie, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, and the name of your character, but we will do character introductions in the game. Okay. Hi, I'm Katie Peters Plays. I go by she, her, and my character today is named Steel, and they go by they, them, and I'm very excited, and I won't spill any beans yet, which is very hard to do, but uh, you can find me around the internet at Play Katie Play on Twitter and on Twitch playing horror games a lot of the time and a lot of tabletop, so I'm really excited to be here with this group of people, so. What is your favorite ice cream, Katie? Ooh, okay, it's changed over the years. Mm -hmm. I used to love mint chocolate chip when I was a kid, but now I think it's cherry chocolate chip. Cherry chocolate chip. Now, why did it change yeah. from mint to cherry? I think it just depends on the mood, to be quite honest, because still, I, you know, both are pretty amazing. Pretty good, yeah. yeah. All right, excellent. Fantastic to have you aboard. Continuing around, Black Girl Mage, Lexi, please introduce yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, my name's Lexi, otherwise known as Black Girl Mage. I'm here playing Adele Okanasta. Uh, I use she, any pronouns, but Adele is going to be using she, they pronouns. Um, and very similarly, you can just find me on the internet playing D&D &D and talking tabletop and philosophizing about tabletop and tabletop. That's it. Specifically, uh, also, this is where I found you, was from Tabletop Jocks, where you ran a fantastic ah. little one-shot over there. So if you guys haven't been over to... Uh, youtube.com slash tabletop jocks check it out Lexi did a fantastic job there excellent Thank you glad to have you what is your favorite ice cream uh I'm a big there's a 
blueberry cheesecake like uh it's not a normal flavor but i love it more than anything else in my life and i get it maybe once a year like at this like pop-up ice cream place so okay yeah that's special that is very special very special excellent um i have dragged him out of avernus to join us for this particular game Merchant, please introduce yourself for everyone uh, live for the first time on my channel. Yeah, live, right? So it's, it's a rarity these days. But hello, yeah. everyone. My name is Merchant or Connor. Um, I do play with Joel in our wonderful Descent into Avernus campaign. Very happy to be invited to go on a romp in the Radiant Citadel. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, you can find me on my YouTube as well, where I do D&D stuff. Just type in Merchant. Hopefully, it'll show up. Uh, other than that, yeah, I'm going to be playing Reginald Scarsborough II who is a goblin fighter, um, slightly reminiscent of an old goblin I used to play for people who've been around a long time. And yeah, he is a uh, heroic goblin of handsome stature mm -hmm. and very excited to, uh, to get going with him. Really. Very handsome boy. <laughs> he is a very handsome boy. That's Excellent. True. Thank you very much. What is your favorite ice cream? Considering how hot it is there, like, have oh you my consumed goodness. Any, ice cream? any ice cream. I'll just take the ice at this point. <laughs> but um, no, my favorite ice cream flavor is, do you know, this is a, I have two answers. One of them is very boring and one's very pretentious. So you can have both. The boring one is I really, really like just like a really, really good vanilla ice cream. Like proper vanilla ice cream is delicious. The other one is uh, a place near me used to make Fior de Latte ice cream, which is absolutely incredible. Don't know what it means, but it's Italian, so it's probably good. <laughs> it's gonna say, it's like, I have no idea what that means, but it sounds fancy and it delicious. Yummy. Yeah, awesome. Excellent. Continuing around here, uh, Ash said hi. Ash, it has been a long time since we've played together. I'm very happy to have you at my table here. Please introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Ash, and I don't normally do a lot of tabletop RPG stuff on Twitch, but I do love playing Dungeons and Dragons. I played offline for like two years, so I really love it. And um, my dad originally introduced me to Dungeons and Dragons and I have all his original second um, edition books and stuff. So I'm happy to be playing with you all. And normally I play like a lot of retro games and stuff like that. And I'm gonna be playing a wood elf named Nina and she loves flowers and nature and squirrels. <laughs> the squirrels, I think, is what sold everyone on Nina in general. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Nina is fantastic. And Ash, what is your favorite ice cream? Um, so I'm very weak for cherry vanilla Haagen-Dazs ice cream. Okay. I can like finish off a pint like faster than I probably should. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, that's another cherry flavor. Interesting. I have not had very many cherry flavored ice creams. We'll have to change that. Continuing around, Amy, Amazonian, please introduce yourself. I'm Amazonian. I stream, I don't stream that many tabletop RPGs, but I've been trying to stream more and have been a part of a couple different campaigns this year. And I'm excited to bring the rad into the Radiant Citadel. <laughs> My character is Jubilee Betterhome, but she's better known as Joy. And she is a gnome cleric, so I get to bring a little bit of shortness to the table. So we're really in the uh, height dichotomy between me and the next person we're going to be introducing. Mm -hmm. It'll be it'll be good. It'll be nice. We'll just have very good levels here. Uh, Amy, what is your favorite ice cream? 
I, this isn't really a flavor, but I like chocolate dipped cones. Okay. So hit me up with whatever Dairy Shack happens to have the like vanilla swirl soft serve dipped in chocolate. There's like three places that do it around here and I love it so much. Interesting. So not the ice cream itself that sells you on the ice cream. It's the texture. Mm. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, last around my uh, my cashier, and certainly not the least, Parallax Stella. So please do introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Stella Chung. I don't really do a lot of uh, tabletop or PT or D&D stuff aside from the stuff that I'm in Joel's channel uh, and another uh, role, once upon a dice roll now. Um, so kind of new, been playing for two years now. Uh, so I'm kind of more variety streamer, uh, but today I'll be playing Kalathi McCall, who is a centaur fighter, and I'm very excited because she is very unlike any other character that I've played. Uh, she loves coffee, and she likes to show off her strength because she is a show-off. So yeah, very excited about that. <laughs> Big strong horse girl, but like literal horse yes. girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. What is your favorite ice cream, Stella? Rocky Road. Rocky Road. Nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's excellent. Well, welcome everyone. Uh, I will be your DM and host for the evening. My name is Runaway Robot, Joel, I go by the pronouns he, him. And uh, this will be Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. Our particular adventure today uh, is called The Fiend of Hollow Mine. Again, it is a level four adventure that I have scaled up to level five, and we will be starting just <clears throat> there. So, I mean, that sounds great, Joel, but what's your favorite ice cream flavor? My favorite yeah. ice cream flavor. God. I actually, so I'm lactose intolerant. How dare you ask all of them? <laughs> so I don't really like have a, a, a favorite one. I think there's, there was something called like a Brambleberry Crunch that I had one time. Um, this is a real thing, I think, at a, at a shop uh, near my place. And it was fantastic. Did I get sick afterwards? Absolutely. Was it worth it? Yeah, I think so. It was pretty good. <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. It was called Brambleberry Crunch. It was delicious. Did it taste like brambles? It tasted like raspberries, uh, which I think was the, the implication from the brambles since raspberries come from bramble bushes or brambly bushes. Anyways, that's mine. And I'm sure that was <laughs> super interesting for everyone involved here. So thank you and welcome everyone. Chat, hello. How are you? Um, yeah, so you, you will have noticed that... Uh, our cast here, some of them are rather new to playing Dungeons & Dragons, so this will be a learning experience. People new to the table here, so we'll take it as slow as we absolutely need to to go through rules and things that we can do, as well as to be as accommodating as possible for all of our new friends here. Now, that being said, we find ourselves in the Radiant Citadel, and I'm going to move us onto a nice little map here. And for those of you at home, let's change our scene just just a little bit as we uh, take a look at this floating island in the middle of astral space. And let's talk a little Ooh. bit about it, shall we? Ah. The Radiant Citadel. Mm. Beautiful as it is. It's a testament to the lost age of extraordinary magic and mythical beasts. The city rises from a gargantuan fossil. Every road and building has been carved from that fossil. The citadel is a place of beauty and wonder, with a vast array of vegetation and a multitude of sites and inhabitants. The primary feature of this place here is the auroral 
diamond in the very center here. It will be very noticeable for for everyone living in the Radiant Citadel. We can go ahead and just hit that reveal button for everything on here. Um, oh, and it didn't do anything. That's fun. We love that. All right. Uh, the giant crystal in the center here is a massive gemstone of unfathomable power. Its life-giving magic runs through the entire city. The city's vegetation, water, light, and unique artifices depend on the diamond itself. The diamond changes colors for unknown reasons, and sometimes it holds a color for an entire year, while sometimes it shifts twice in a single week. Uh, it is still an object of study, as people have made it their entire life's goal to uh, find out more about the Auroral Diamond and how things function here in the Radiant Citadel. The Radiant Citadel is a city of immigrants. Several of the explorers who reclaimed the citadels were refugees who escaped hardships, hardships that plagued their lands. They chose the citadel as their home, despite its strangeness, and the surreal surroundings of the Deep Ethereal, as it presented an opportunity to start anew. Most of the city's current inhabitants are descendants of the 15 founding civilizations active in the Citadel. But all who come here are welcome. And yes, the Deep Ethereal. Uh, it is interesting. Outside of this floating city on this fossil and crystal, there is a vastness of nothing. Nothing except for like a raging storm of also nothingness that, you know, happens outside here. But you do see 15 floating gemstones as well of various different colors, shapes, and sizes known as the Concord Jewels. They connect the city to the founding civilizations. They're roughly building-sized vessels capable of holding hundreds of people and tons of goods. The jewels take a variety of shapes, but all their interiors tend to be rather similar. Now, our adventure today is going to focus more on the uh, the smaller things, less so on our landing point here in the Radiant Citadel and more about an adventure down below. But first, we need to find out what that adventure is. We would find ourselves in the Court of Whispers. Now, the court is this large area down here towards the south, just below the... Uh, the crystal, and we'd likely be within the, the court, probably somewhere getting a drink, waiting for your next assignment. As shield bearers, this group of law enforcement, uh, public safety, and diplomatic... Um, what is the, the word I'm looking for there? People who do diplomacy, and I can't remember the name Diplomats? of... Diplomats? Dipl ambassadors? Ambassadors! That's the <laughs> word! It was like, I know this starts with an A, and I don't remember the word. Ambassadors uh, to the 15 realms that make the, the basis of where the people from the Radiant Citadel have come from. So, as we kind of, like, go into this interior, what seems to be mostly like a, a mess, hall, mess hall, you were asked, asked to stay here. Uh, and wait for a time uh, until you were to receive your next assignment from the shield bearers. Uh, so who would we see first as we kind of like go into this little place here? This is volunteers or I will volunteer you. 
Okay, you could see me first. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, Ash, who do we see? <laughs> you see um, a short wood elf. Her name is Nina, and she has a panther with her. That's name is Kira. And, yeah, she's there. She's kind of, you know, she's waiting for her assignment. She's looking around, you know, just kind of people watching. That's what she likes to do. Nina, um, before she got into being a shield bearer, was an artist. So, you know, she loves to, to people watch while she's, like, standing in public spaces. Excellent. Any, dis like, defining features or things that Nina carries uh, that you want to describe? Um, Nina loves to pick flowers and put them in her hair. She has green hair and she has really bright brown eyes and coppery kind of skin. You'll, it's like very rare that you ever see her without her panther as well. Um, you know, she loves, she really loves Kira. And um, yeah, she usually loves to wear like blue armor and um, has these really cool like elf looking boots and um, I think I think that's yeah that's it for now. Perfect, I love it. Uh, and so while Nina, you sit and have a drink with your panther friend here, um, <clears throat> one of your compatriots approaches the table, also having got the missive to arrive here and and wait for a time. Who would that person be? Hmm. Yeah. Okay, Amy, go ahead. Who do we see? You see Joy. Joy, who is also known as Jubilee Better Home, but better known as Joy for her joyous demeanor. So Joy is, as most gnomes are, a diminutive woman. She's very short. She would go up about to your hip if you were the average human. And she has golden bronze skin, brown eyes, and long straight black hair, which she keeps in two braids. She keeps her face herself very clean and orderly when she's working, as she is right now, and she wears a light blue tunic, which you can see a little bit in that art. This picture is so cute. I love <laughs> it's it very so much. Cute. Uh, for those of you that, that may want to go shout out the artist, uh, it's Malaveth. She's played on our channel before, but if you go to twitter.com slash art, you'll find her. She's fantastic. Uh, yeah, so you walk up to the table and you see Nina here. What do you do? Um... I approach Nina and ask, is your cat friendly? Oh, she's usually friendly. Um, if she's meeting you for the first time, she might give you a little sniff, but the only time she'll be unfriendly is if I'm feeling unfriendly. Somebody's trying to intimidate me. But if you're, you know, just coming up, yeah, give her a little pat. And Joy walks up, offers out her hand for Kira to sniff. I assume gets the 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 kind of the okay. dismissiveness of acceptance that cats give. And then Joy goes to give Kira some rubs behind the ears. Perfect. Excellent. And while you give some scritches behind the ears to Kira, who next of our coterie would arrive? I'll go on Hollow Rife. Oh yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know why that elicits such a reaction. Because I get to I get to reveal the art, and I it is oh, my art's so awesome. handsome. Oh, this is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. It really, really captured my best side. But yes, Reginald <laughs> Scarsborough the second arrives. He's a goblin of a noble and broad-shouldered bearing, standing at the truly intimidating goblin height of four foot three. You can see that he has a determined face, which a slight smile rests, and he wears a very practical and functional and not really in any way embellished suit of plate armor, and carries a simple banded round wooden shield on his back. He's got a longsword slung at his side, and he seems to walk with an easygoing but somewhat stoic nature, and uh, he would approach the table. Does he say anything as he arrives? As you watch he'd, one uh, of them uh, petting a, a, a large panther. Yeah, I think he'd probably be somewhat taken aback by the panther and he'd look and go, that's a lovely dog you got there. A dog? You say? <laughs> this is my panther. Oh. <laughs> well, like I said, it is a truly lovely dog. <laughs> She's so sweet. Joy is still giving like, I think she's moved from head scratches to just like full body rub downs, which she has to kind of walk along the body of the panther to do. <laughs> yes, but you pet her long enough. She's going to expect some treat. What, what does she eat? <laughs> um, hmm. Let's see. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Let me pull out something from my bag. And <laughs> Just she anything pulls in the out bag. like a little piece of like kibble and gives it to her. <laughs> oh, cute. Who's a good kitty? Kira, you're a good kitty. <laughs> Excellent. I'm just watching this somewhat bemused and uh, not quite daring to stroke the dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the dog. <laughs> it is it's a dog. It's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Forevermore I now. Mean, at this point, she's probably like, like laid out and her belly is up, and she's like definitely being more dog-like. <laughs> Excellent. As we all crowd around our little uh, panther friend here, or dog friend, who else joins the table? Oh yeah, go ahead. No, you go. Okay. <laughs> all right, Lexi, it's you. Um, you probably didn't notice she was there but this very tall human um ex like very dark skinned um but these beautiful golden tattoos golden eyes she kind of steps forward um and you all are kind of surprised that you didn't notice her before because not only is she like six one like taller than everyone so far um she's also carrying a gigantic purple sheep on her back um and she's just she puts it on one shoulder and then out of nowhere pulls out this gigantic staff slams it down and says keep your dog away from my sheep <laughs> and sets down next to all of you <laughs> that's a good idea it might be a sheep dog i've heard of those <laughs> do not like that <laughs> no um and she she is very regal she's not wearing a lot of uh weaponry she's not wearing anything that kind of implies rank status association um but she kind of 
stands she looks like a shepherd like she's literally a shepherd in the middle of the city um always brows furled always looking a little bit peeved um but she just stands strong and then sits down next to all of you excellent uh yeah as you take in the na another animal a now a sheep also here <laughs> It's a zoo. Yeah, it's a zoo. <laughs> we're taking we're taking the sheep on adventures. All right, it's fine. It's coming with us. True. It's so. Uh, yeah, if sure. you would like to uh, pet him, uh, his name is Oki. Oki. Aww. He is named after me. <laughs> okay then. Can you um? Can you put Oki down? I can't quite get to your sheep and I, I would I would like to pet the sheep yeah, yes the... uh <laughs> sets this thing down on the ground um and it just immediately walks over to whoever will pet it uh Joy is giving this sheep so many pets is digging her fingers deep into the wool that good purple wool you see Reg yes. standing with his hands on his hips looking up he's like yeah Come to mention it, I reckon you're taller than I am. Only, uh, by a little. Yeah, it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit, but, you know, they, they say, it all counts. Every inch. <laughs> she's just gonna let you go ahead and continue petting. She's gonna, you're probably standing there pensively, she's taking you just as seriously as you're taking yourself. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Katie, as you arrive, please give a description of Steel. You would see coming out of this crowd, this very lithe, probably about five, nine tall person um, wearing black pants and a black tunic, just kind of swaggering over, like it, someone who has that ease of confidence kind of walking towards you, that person you're like, how are they comfortable in every situation? Just walking over to this group that has a panther and a sheep, apparently. Um, <laughs> with a dulcimer slung over their shoulder. They're very, very pale. They have medium length brown hair with a white streak that's kind of pushed over messily to the side, piercing green eyes and just very gaunt, but androgynous features. And they're just beelining it to you all and just stops and like poses with the dulcimer on their back and like their hip out to the side. Well, this is a sight to see. Yeah, apparently, this could make a we're good opening, apparently we're opening a zoo here. Well, I don't have an animal, but I do think I could write a story about you all. And I'm going to go over and sit down, like, cross-legged and start trying to tune uh, my dulcimer uh, next to the sheep, probably, just because it seems like the right place to be. It's a good place to tune a dulcimer is next to a sheep. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, purple sheep. Purple sheep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you ever have the opportunity to tune an instrument, it should be next to a purple sheep. Just True. for everyone at home. It's the yeah. only way to get a proper tune. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yeah, and as the uh, <laughs> as Joy's uh, petting of the animals continues, the last of our group <laughs> does indeed arrive. Stella, yeah, please. Yeah, so as soon as Steel says that they don't have an animal. You just hear four clops, right? Enter. Just loud, because 
Kalathi is of Clydesdale descent, right? So she a thick girl. <laughs> so you hear her clopping <laughs> and everyone gets quiet because there's like a little bit of a shadow that comes over, right? She's, she's six feet tall. She's got red hair. She has the, this cloth and chainmail armor that she wears uh, over her humanoid top form. Uh, <laughs> she, ha she has uh, red accents on her um, eyes because she really loves her red hair and she prides herself in it. And she wants to highlight that as much as possible. Um, and as she steps inside, she eyes the, the, the barkeep and goes, refreshments, and just trots on over. <laughs> There's a rather Slip. bemused looking halfling gentleman with curly, like a curly mop of hair. All right, fine, jeez. She slams a bag of coins down on the countertop and says, do you have espresso? Well, yeah, I think we could probably go down to the coffee shop around the way and get you something. It's not something we really serve here. Espresso. You have espresso. I can get it for you. Yes, Calathy. Oh, it's I would fine. love you. I would love you. And she just picks up the, the, no, no, the no, barkeep. No, not again, not again. And like, and like big old kiss on his forehead. Uh, it sets him down. If you could do that, I, I would be in your debt forever. You said that last time. I really haven't called I, in any well, of these debts this yet. Time. I promise Well, now you get two debts, so... Two? I think we're at Two. ten. Twelve. 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 Uh, you know, one of these days I'm going to call it in. Fine. Yes. Espresso. I'll send a runner. Your your group is waiting on you. And don't worry. Group. Yeah. A riot will be here soon to give you your assignment. Yeah. The other shield bearers. It's a group job this time. Is that a sheep? And a panther and a rather regal looking goblin. Oh, he's kind of hot. He's kind of hot. Yeah, he's kind of hot. Right, I'll get you your... Th go make friends. Okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, and she'll approach the sheep, and uh, I guess you're still... The I'm sheep's still, still getting pet. Kalathi <laughs> <laughs> um, will kind of fold her legs and sit on the ground. Hi, I'm, I'm Kalathi. I just ordered some espresso. Do you want some espresso? No, that's okay. And Joy has to look all the way up at you. And you hear another voice coming from around Joy that doesn't quite sound like her. And emanating from the space you hear. What? A horse drinking coffee? Hey, you don't see that every day. And that would be Joy's grandmother, Bramble Batter who is a spirit who is traveling along with Joy, very much against her wishes. Kalathi can hear this? Like, everyone can hear this? Everyone can hear this. Uh, did your back just talk? What was oh, that? Grandma, no, no, that's not a horse, that's a centaur. They live here like us. Hi. Yeah. Hello, I granny gravel batter. I heard you talking about coffee. How do you take it? Uh, black, but I'll take it however I can because coffee's pretty hard to come by nowadays. Good taste, good taste. Yeah. Yeah, everybody likes a good cup of coffee. So it, you said that's your grandma? Grandma, yes. She won't leave me alone. Is your, is your mom in your backpack too somewhere or... 
Just Granny. Hello, Granny. Hello. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there's two people with joy, I guess. Uh, does anyone else want to address the Granny in the room? I think Kira's trying to sniff for this, but can't tell where, like, what's going on. And I'm definitely, like, confused about it as well. I'm looking up from the dulcimer tuning, and I'm still tuning, but I'm looking over my eyebrows raising a little bit. What did you do to get haunted? Well, you see, um, I was raised in my clan, and they really like to cook. And I'm the best cook that there was! Yes, and um, my granny here, she taught me all of her baking. But I don't really enjoy baking. No, I'm I'm much more interested in laying souls to rest. This is mine. But you see this uh this little rapscallion here won't take up the family recipes. No, and I'm I'm not planning on it. Oh, so this is an easy fix if you learn how to cook, say, buns. Your grandma will leave you alone. Oh, I've done plenty of cooking. I I'd say I even mastered the culinary arts, but wasn't enough for her. Not sure what she wants. I've tried the family recipes. She just won't leave. That's pretty cool. Interrupting, I think, this, this moment of existential crisis for joy, <laughs> maybe thankfully, <laughs> um, is a, uh, a tall... Um, dark-skinned man. He has this, like, reddish-black complexion here, and you would recognize him as Ariat. Um, A-R-A-Y-A-T. He is the leader of the uh, shield-bearers at this point in time in the Radiant Citadel, having served with them for a, a rather long, long time from a very young age. He's now in his 40s, um, and he is always known for carrying... A, a flask of some unknown liquid in his breast pocket and drinking from it rather frequently. He's a no-nonsense man. He has close-cropped uh, black hair here in a, in a well-kept goatee. Um, but he does plop down heavily at the head of your table. <clears throat> right. It looks like you all met each other. Friends, right? Oh, of course. Something, uh, like that. Perfect. I didn't think we were taking a menagerie out, but... Are they... All the animals are coming? Yes. Well, we got plenty of space in the jewel. Just make sure they don't get in the way of the job. You all ready to, um, head out? Geared up? I've got the newest mission for you. Uh, I was waiting on espresso, and... Kalathi looks over at the, the little halfling tunnels. I got it, I got it, I got it, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had to run all the way down the street. They just finished a roast and it just took a little bit of time and here you go. Twelve favors. Twelve. Twelve, twelve. Thank you, thank you. She'll, she'll take it and, and, and like avoids eye contact. That's right. He'll waddle back away. Espresso. Right, yeah, I mean, you're going to need all the energy you can get here. So, here's the, um, is a skinny on what's going down. You're gonna get into one of those Concord jewels, right? 
And uh, we're going to have you take down to San Lawn. The fire rope will take you down to the, uh, the surface there. Uh, it'll leave in the next hour or so, so you've got a little bit of time to make any preparations, as it were. We've got an issue. The uh, word down there on the street is that there's this disease of some kind called Sereno. It's killing people in the borderlands around the city of San Citlan. So, we need you to go down there, find the source, fix it if you can, and... Well, if you can't, send word back and we'll try and transport as many as we can up here for healing. Figure out what it does. There's not really a whole lot of, um, information coming up as it were right now. Too many people are dying and rather quickly. Seems to be a bit of a plague down there for the moment. Sound good? What are I think the it symptoms? sounds like wandering into a plague-infested land, but... Oh, yeah, you might be. So, you know, um, maybe take some spells of, you know, restoration along with you. Might be able to help yourselves out in some way. Um, Mm. Symptoms. Right, so the symptoms that we've got here are um, the people act as if they are being affected by this chilling wind. They shiver uncontrollably, and it gets worse and worse over the hours until they die, as if it was from some kind of hypothermia, but... It could be hot as it gets out in San Cetlan in the, you know, in the arid borderlands. It, it's interesting that they're seeing any chill at all. It seems to have less of an effect on those that stay out in the sunlight. But come nighttime, I mean, there's no really avoiding the effects. How awful! We'll definitely get this fixed. Good. Perfect. I knew I could trust you with all of this. Pulls a large swig from his little pocket flask. Any other questions? Can I have whatever is in your flask? One uh, sip. Absolutely not. One sip. Come on. Uh, roll me a persuasion check. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you said there's a little tiny flask, and I was like, am I going to sip or am I going to steal it? Uh, oh, First die roll. Okay. This is persuasion? Yes. That's a tight 11. That's a tight 11. <laughs> he looks at you, raises an eyebrow, and goes, You know what? Fine. Let's see if you can handle it. And he hands it to you. Uh, I smell it first, but it's I immediately. Really strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I immediately take a swig. Mm-hmm. You take a swig. Uh, roll me a con save. You're gonna get it down. I just want to know what the reaction is afterwards here. Okay. This is an incredibly strong um, uh, rice-based alcohol, uh, and it is just straight. It's not mixed with anything, uh, and it is clear that he is drinking a lot of this. Uh, 24. 24, yeah. <laughs> Burns all the way down. But you hide your features rather well on having it yeah. having affected you in any way. Oh. All right, then. He holds his hand out for his flask. Hand it over. Hopefully you enjoyed that. All right. Um, anything else? Fantastic. Lovely. Uh, love you all. Have fun. Um, and do the shield bearers proud. See you when you get back. Nobody die. Or get this 
plague thing because then we're gonna have to send the jewel back down there and that takes a whole thing and then you have to come back up here then we're gonna send you to the house of convalescence and then it comes out of my pocket to you know get you all fixed up wait so we don't have to pay for it no you work for the shield bearers everything is already oh, so then out. that's no problem for us all right let's go guys <sighs> before we go um do you know how it spread or is that the serrano kind of just a mystery he shrugs his shoulders that's for you to find out find the source find the spread find the whatever and make it you got stop it. Hmm. all right then right Great, fantastic. Uh, and he raises a hand. Billy! Uh, and the halfling kind of comes up and he's like, Right, I need a refill on this one here. And he gets up and goes over with the halfling towards the bar and leaves you to your devices. All right, should we do a quick little roundabout, get to know each other a little bit? I was going to ask, actually. Um, he mentioned about the plague and that. So I was wondering, he also said about restoration-y magics and stuff. Now, I'm a man of singular talents and they aren't exactly that magical. Can any of us do that? Because the plague don't sound like amazing, to be fair. I dabble a little bit. And I dabble a lot. I'm quite oh. good at restoring people to better health and if I fail to do so, burying their bodies. Uh, you got your I bases covered. As well, dabble. As Amazing. We got a lot of dabblers. Wonderful. I'm Steel. I'm a changeling bard. Uh, hopefully I can help make us some friends on the way. Oh, yeah, I suppose we should introduce ourselves, really. Uh, I'm, I'm Reginald. I'm a goblin man with a sword. That's about it, really. Kalathi will finish her espresso and, like, throw the cup on the floor. <clears throat> Hi, I'm, I'm Kalathi. I am a centaur fighter. So I have this and this. And she holds up a giant shield and a giant lance. Oh, you got a lance? That's pretty cool. I've only got a sword. It's not as interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I bet I bet it's, it's still shiny and does the pokey things. Yeah, something like that. I sh I've sharpened it, you know, probably... Maybe once this year, I think. Let's exchange. I want to see. <laughs> she right, drops her big ass lance. And I try to hold her lance. Her like seven foot lance. It's very, it's unwieldy. You are very strong, <laughs> Reginald. Um, I am so, quite strong. Yeah. Yeah. So you can hold it, but I don't know if you're like used to combating with it. So that might be a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like nearly toppling over with. I'll be like, well, I reckon I'd get one solid hit off, but I might be on my ass after that. And Kalathi's just like doing tricks with the sword. Like, hey, this is this is really nicely balanced. Yeah, it's all right. It's, I can do some tricks with it as well. Maybe we'll get to see them later. Okay, yeah, let me see. <laughs> well, they're all quite uh, not really suitable for you know a public environment. I mean, I'm gonna be honest. They're mostly stabbing things. If I'm not stabbing something, it's hard to do it. So. No, I, I get that. Stabbing is uh, my specialty as well. And she'll take mm. her lance back. <laughs> a life's passion, if you like. I'll hand her a lance back. <laughs> Excellent. I'll yeah. pan my eyes over to the panther. What What is your panther's name? Oh. 
Ira, and my name is Nina, and I'm a wood and I'm a ranger. Oh, Ash, you're cutting out a little bit for us, if you don't mind uh, adjusting just slightly. Thank you. I like that you oh. have actual panther. It's the I actual think. panther, yeah, yeah. 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 The panther, is the, the cat is, is being cut out. That's a weird dog. <laughs> That's so cute. Oh my gosh. Oh, and uh, and I'm Joy. Hi, I'm a cleric. Um, I'm a gnome, and I'm so excited to work with everyone. Uh, I am Adele. Uh, I work with animals, but also uh. I fight. I do it all. Nothing very special, just human. Oh, that's a noble profession. I love animals. Pretty great. Yeah. You've already I met can... Oki here? Yeah, that's uh, the purple sheep. Yeah. I dyed <clears throat> it myself. Oh. Was there any natural. particular reason, or were you simply doing it for the aesthetic? It is a uh, family color. So, oh, yes. Traditional purple sheep. That's pretty cool. Yes. Kalathi leans over. Could you dye my tail? Of course. <laughs> okay, we'll talk about this later after the job. Of course. Uh, and you see, she has like a bunch of belts um, that have little, not potions, full potions, but foods, dyes, seasonings kind of sprinkled on it, and so she's just like, she's like, I got you. Kalathi's just over, her tail is twitching so happily. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. As you have introduced each other, uh, yourselves to each other, is there anything that you would like to do to prepare before heading towards the Concord Jewel that will take you down to San Sitlan? Got my espresso. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I know we kind of like set up uh, pretty well prior to this with everyone getting the things that they needed for uh, mm-hmm. for an adventure. So if you are ready to go, yeah, absolutely. We can head out into the uh, the city proper here and uh, towards the Concord Jewel. The Concord Jewels, 15 of them orbit the, uh, the Radiant Citadel here. Uh, and they come in and land on the Citadel itself to transport those outwards. Um, When it lands, the Clavagers, Clavagers are the overseers of the Concord Jewels. There are uh, roughly 12 of them for each jewel, as they are like large house-sized objects that need caretaking and operation from the inside and out. As they land, they open, and those that will, you know, embark upon this go in and take their seats in amongst the jewel. The jewel will then plane shift to its homeland, where it is tied to, uh, and you will arrive at your destination. The Concord Jewel that you are going to for San Sitlan is the Fire Opal Jewel. It sits there in all its fiery glory at one of the landing spots here in the Radiant Citadel, open and ready to be embarked upon as the Clavagers in their, you know, kind of white ceremonial robes await for those to arrive and embark. You head inside the the jewel, ready to go? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
The Clavagers usher you in, and you in what looks to be roughly about 20 others and some some goods and things like that. A lot of it looks to be medical supplies, uh, and there do seem to be some people um, from the House of Convalescence that are going as well, which would make sense. The Radiant Citadel does send uh, assistance to their homelands when in need, and the uh, disease Sereno having become a little bit rampant in the countryside here, they would react rather swiftly to this. The Clavagers close up the Fire Opal Jewel, and the Jewel lifts off from the ground, hovering to roughly 600 feet in the air, and then moving outwards from the Radiant Citadel. The Jewel and everything in it shifts between the planes. It teleports through the deep ethereal and to its specific location outside of San Ciblon and the borderlands thereof. Bring us onto a map here. Mm. Yes. We would find ourselves in the in the peaks here. Um where the jewel will hover for a time before slowly floating downwards so you all may disembark from there as well. As you do, one of the clavagers that is there elven gentleman. Uh, I think you should probably make your first stop in Milpazul. Uh, this seems to be a nice little waypoint before heading into San Lon. See if you can get your bearings a little bit there. Sounds like a plan. Yes, well, uh, thank you for traveling the Concord Jewels today and hope to see you again soon. Good luck, shield bearers. Thank you. Thank you. And so you head out down the peaks and towards Milpazul. It is relatively easy to find this, this small town out here, but I would love a nice little survival check from someone who is doing the leading. Who would take the front? Kalathi will do it, because she thinks she's big and strong. <laughs> yeah, between Kalathi and she's got and the Adele. most legs. <laughs> she's got the most legs. That is most clearly, legs. yeah, that's what makes, ah. that's what makes you the most qualified for any leading, uh, is the most legs. I absolutely agree. She's not smart, okay? She's brilliant. <laughs> I will, can I, can I help with my druidic? Uh, background? Can I just like you help give it? Yeah, yeah. This? Do the the help action here, uh, and so Absolutely. with advantage, Ooh, uh, okay. Kalate, uh, go ahead and roll survival. An actual druid just like watching. Oh no! Sit for. Just like please. It's a six. You watch. Uh, go ahead. Okay. Okay. I do want this. Um, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, secretly. It's secretly. fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is totally. You'll be fine. Adele, can you go ahead and roll me a survival check as well? Just straight. Yeah, absolutely. Oh as God. you're like, you're helping, uh, and Kalate thinks that <laughs> she's doing the right thing. I got a dirty 20. Yeah. And you're just like, <gasps> and I'm just gonna watch. So confidently leading everyone down the like the side of the peaks here from where the jewel was. You can see outwards, you're like, there's a small town over there that's more likely, that's probably Milpazul, and she's heading yep. just directly the opposite way. Yep. Um, your tracking is, uh, it, it's 
very good. Um, I think if we just turn a little to the left. Oh, uh, she turns right. <laughs> other, other left, other oh, left. Oh, 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 you're, oh, okay, okay, got it. She, she turns the right way. <laughs> yep, there you go. Oh, and thank, I thank you, thank you. point you oh, in that direction. Yeah, yeah, the sun's out of my eyes this way, actually. The, the, perfect, beautiful, I love it, thank you. Cool. I'm really making great use of that eight int. <laughs> it's going real well. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, now that you've got her turned the right way, you think that you <laughs> might make it to Vilpazul before the afternoon and not end up in the Indigo Desert with no direction. <laughs> it's probably fine. Yes, so as you do make your way that direction, again, the, uh, the clouds rush overhead and the dust swirls across the road to the village of Milpazul that you arrive at some hours later. It sits atop a hill overlooking a vast, semi-arid valley. The road ends at a wooden archway in a low, dry stone wall that surrounds most of the settlement. As you near, a man on horseback spurs his mount and vanishes into the village. I would love perception scores or perception checks from everyone. Oh. Uh, I think I have advantage because of my sentinel shield, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's uh, an 18. What is it with, like, things being named Sentinel in D&D being know, right? vastly strong? Like, they're yeah. really good. Like, the feats, the items. I took it for yeah. initiative as well. But yeah. yeah, right? Uh, okay, so uh, we've got Steel with an 18. Um, Nina with a, a 10. Reginald with an 18. Joy with a natural 20 on that 23. Looking good. Calathe with a 5. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and, uh, and Adele here with also uh, an eight. And I forgot to, to mention this previously, but if you guys don't mind, underneath where all these rolls happen, if you want to hit that drop down and change it to your, your character's name there, it'll automatically pop up with your character's Perfect. name. Yeah. No worries. Uh, yeah. So, Joy, I think you're probably the one that notices first and then Reginald and Steel uh afterwards here as you see this man on on horseback uh he's got this you know kind of colorful cloak around his his shoulders here and a large straw hat on as he goes galloping into uh this the little town beyond here you look at them and huh you're not sure but i think they might be armed rather heavily Looks like there's a welcoming party. <laughs> They're packing. They are. <laughs> yeah, it's not looking too good. If they fight us, I'm dipsy their act because I'm too bloody hot. You know, as Reginald was just sweating in his plate armor. <laughs> it is very I'm not warm. From here, it's too hot. <laughs> Maybe it's just to fight off the wildlife. Maybe there's really big snakes. So we're just seeing. We just see people mm -hmm. packing like just with weapons this is one person one that person. you've seen oh. that when they saw you they tore off on their horse into the village rather yes. quickly and you noted that they were also very well armed yeah oh so putting some things together likely a lookout of some kind i don't think we'll have to come to violence um but uh, Let's just see what they're afraid of. 
first. I mean, we're certainly coming to help, you know. Yeah. Should be all right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, shall we continue? Caution. With caution. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, can I scan the area first since we saw one person with a lot of um, weapons to see if there's anybody else around? Yeah, so currently you are outside the village. Uh, you can roll me an additional perception check if you would like to take a look, like, from... You're outside the entrance here, probably like 100 feet or so, making your way towards the village. Um, looking outwards there, uh, you see that there is what seems to be like a collection of, of dust having been riled up towards the, like, far side of the village. Uh, as if maybe another group has entered, uh, either by horse or lots of feet. Um, but otherwise, there's no one else out and around in your current visual radius. Okay. I will point over to the cloud, the dust cloud. Perhaps we start over there? Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Definitely. Okay. Okay. So you head that direction. And within the waist-high village wall, a dozen or so wood and adobe houses surround a well. A worn-out sign hangs crookedly from the arch, proclaiming in a fading blue paint, Welcome to Milpazul. But that welcome is contradicted quite quickly by the angry voices and cries of pain coming from behind a building. Time to get a jog on. Yeah, uh, so I start jogging towards the. Yeah, immediately uh, start running too. Mm -hmm. Steel, you note uh, with that other perception check, we'll just take it as we go in here. You note villagers peering from their homes here, and you can see or hear movement behind the wall. And as soon as you advance, seven of these like banded, uh, what is the bandanaed featured uh, masked individuals stand up from behind the wall, all of them wielding longbows. And one of them stands, uh, like kind of adjusts their masks rather quickly and says, clear out. You should leave. La Paloma pays for her crimes this day. Who? Uh, hello, There's we're shield bearers. We're there. from the Radiant Citadel. Who? What? Kind of like the cocks in. Wait, you don't work for La Paloma? From the what? The what? La Paloma? Like... No. Who's that? Um, La Paloma, she's an outlaw. She's been stealing from people all over the place. As my friend says, we're shield bearers, so we're quite, you know, opposed to outlaws, really. Oh, wonderful. Maybe you can help us um, get some information then. We're bounty hunters and we're trying to bring her in for the bounty. Uh, who? But who is this person that you're talking about? La, La Paloma. <laughs> you it, saying the name is not helping us, so we it, don't understand. You keep saying it like as if it should mean something. <laughs> yeah. And they, what is she being? What is what is crime? Crime is theft, and also I mean she has a bounty on her head, so we're, you know, she's charged with murder as well. So we're, mm. we're going to go collect her and then get the bounty. That's what bounty hunters do. How much is the bounty? Hundred gold pieces. I, I look around and everybody kind of raised my eyes like, ooh. <laughs> no, no, don't you get any idea, shield bearers. This is for us. 
What she steal? Money. Um, Whose um, murder is this for? Is this valid? Where did you, you know, who is actually providing you the money from the bounty? Um, well, it, it's kind of just up in Ten Seat Lawn, and then, you know, we go to the, the magistrate and we turn her in and get the bounty from them. Interesting. Uh, you, have you I ever done like a bounty thing before? Is that is that something they don't teach you in Shieldbearer School? No, we usually just get paid to do work. Um, speaking of work, uh, we're actually here also because people are dying. But I don't think a peep a person did the other people killing. Uh, do you know anything about a disease that's been hurting people? Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of, and he like stops for a moment. He turns and you like look into the 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 village, and some of the people have like made their way out of the their little homes, and you note that there are many locals here, and they're kind of like huddled together, bundled in blanket like serapes, and they seem to be trembling with cold, De despite it being warm. It's a little cloudy, but it is a warm day. Uh, there's something called Sereno, it's a disease that's going around. Just, just stay away from them and you'll be fine. Hmm. Is nope. there anything you do for protection against it? Or do you just kind of set them aside and not go around them? Just keep as wide a berth as you can. Uh, Joy does not heed that advice and has approached some of the trembling villagers. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You, you, you approach a, a family. There's a, a mother and her two small children kind of like in this blanket sitting out in the sun and they're just kind of shivering there. Hey, uh, hello, I'm Joy. Um, I'm a shield bearer with the Radiant Citadel and um, I heard you're dying. The children look up and one of them... Shh. Why, why did you but we want to make it so you're not so dying. Why did you um, have to say that? Why would you sorry, do that? They're I, just children. I just, I, just we came out from the cold and we're trying to get warm in the sun. I... Can I walk over and uh, crouch down and try to calm the child? Sure. It was just the wrong choice of words, my dear. It's nothing to worry about. Roll me we're a here persuasion to help. check for this child. <laughs> 27. Oh. They look at you and they reach up and like grab the white strand of hair. <laughs> Yank. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm glad you're feeling better. And I'm going to lean back a little bit and try to get Just, away from their hand. Yeah. But also a little bit concerned about this illness that they have. And I don't know how it transfers to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to be okay. Uh, you don't need to grab my hair, though. That That's an unnecessary uh, step in feeling better, okay? Uh, you realize that you are a few strands less as you do, <laughs> you are able to extricate yourself from the child, and they're just kind of, like, pulling on the strands now, sitting in this oh. Is the kid better, though? Better? Uh, as in... Like, better in the sense of emotionally? Oh. Yeah, they, they become instantly distracted. These are young children. Okay. It doesn't take overly much Christ. to, like, get them onto the next thing. And she looks... The mother looks up, and her, like, deep brown eyes... Can you help us? Uh, I hope so. Um, we're trying to help 
find a cure, but we don't really know where to start. We were told that you might know more about this, like maybe where you got it from or uh, what it's been doing. She like looks over towards where the bounty hunters are still standing and like looking back into the village here and just, I don't want to talk with them around. Hmm. And so we flash back to the bounty hunter area here as Steel and, you know, Joy have moved past. Right, so you're going to help us or not? Let's bring in this outlaw. Um, I don't uh, take on jobs that I don't know the source of, if that makes sense. I, light barrel work is the farthest I go. Well, until I figure out who this is affecting. Fine. Well, then don't interrupt us. We're going to ask some questions of all of the locals. Ask who's Mm. in charge. Yes. Me. I'm in charge. And And you are? are Someone you don't necessarily need to know if you're not going to help us. Just stay out of the way. Well, we should know so that if we run into you, we can be like, hey, you tried to kill us before, not us. Fine. If you need to find me again, name is Alejo. Okay, bye. (laughs) Right. Well, don't get in our way. And so the seven of them are going to, like, get up and turn to go accost some locals. I immediately put my hand on Alejo's (laughs) shoulder and turn him back around. What? Uh, I don't think you have a right to disrupt these people right now. A bounty hunter's looking for a bounty. Right? That is our job. And if they're harboring a fugitive, they're just as guilty. That's... That does not sit well with me, friend. I think that you should come back uh, once these people are better. But for now, I will not rest uh, until they are healed. And I'm just staring him down. Well, it can't be healed. They'll all die in a couple of hours anyways. Roll me an intimidation check. Yeah. (laughs) Um, let's see. Where is my character? There we go. Ah, okay. (laughs) Uh, 14. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... We'll be back. Be done with your business soon, shield bearers. But when we come back, the questioning will begin. Someone have a question for Alejo? I thought I heard someone say, yeah, yeah. I I wanted to ask what did so-called feel that's so important? Oh, as far as I know, it was money, goods, um, valuables from the, uh, well, some of the finer people in San Sitlan. And then, when she was, uh, 
going to be brought in by the authorities. Uh, apparently she killed one of them. She's been on the run since, and so now we're out here trying to find her. Nice little tidy bounty. If anyone has any more questions, you may ask, but for now I ask that uh, you, sir, leave. Fine. Mount up. We'll come back in a bit. And they will gather their horses and tear out uh, of town. My sheep runs after them as if it's going to... And I just pat the soft wolf, like, or the, the wolves. Good job, Oki. Good job. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, and so they've cleared out for now. And a moment passes, and some of the people that, you know, were peeking around each of the corners here, those that weren't already outside, trying to warm up in the sun, begin to exit their little homes here, rather, you know, tentatively. In the distance, you see a, a slender figure tending to some of the villagers. And the villagers, you know, respond with looks to be heartfelt gratitude. As they approach, you realize they're more than simply thin. The figure is a skeleton, clothed in yellow and magenta dress with many colorful beaded necklaces hanging from the exposed vertebrae of their neck. Hey, well, you must be parched after that fight. Uh, how about some drinks, friends, on the house? Oh, I'm, you know, don't be surprised by this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a skeleton, it's fine. I'll explain everything. Just come on now. Well, oh, I make me wait. Say no to a free drink. That's mm. what I'm saying. Fantastic. And thanks for getting those ruffians out of town for the time being. We'll have to handle that later. But come on, come on, come on. Let's head on inside out of the wind here. And uh, they will take you inside of this, uh, this little tavern, I guess? Yeah. It's, I'll um, call over yeah, to the others too, because I think that they're still. Yeah, so you're in front of the family. Jay chilling. Uh, Steel and, and Joy, um, kind of just still taking it in. You note that the, you know, the ruffians have been, uh, they're they have exited town. Is there anything that you would like to do here with this family, uh, before responding to Adele calling for you? We're being called over there. Uh, I just wanted to ask again. Do you know how you got this? Do you know how you got Serrano? No, just one day, we all had it, and it, it seems that, well, it seems better in the sun. It seems better where it's warm, but she shivers again, and the two children are just chattering teeth next to her. We don't know. We don't know. Does fire help? She shakes her head. Can't even feel the warmth. Hmm. Well, we must go to get more answers, but hopefully we will get them soon, and uh, we will be bring back good news to you and your family. Yes. Uh, um. Before we go, uh, I'd actually love to uh, try a little bit of magic sure. on them. What would you like uh, to I do? I have. Um. Oh, I have the. Um, Sorry, that's not the right one. I'm, I'm trying to open this right here. 
uh, I wanted to know if they were dying. Can I tell if they are actively dying? Roll a medicine check. Okay. This will kind of give you, like, physical, like, symptoms and ailments of them here, right? Like, <laughs> don't, please, please don't sacred flame them. All right. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's what I said. I clicked wrong. I was yeah, trying to sorry. expand one of these. <laughs> um, yeah, a, a 15 medicine check here. It's a, they seem to be exhibiting signs of, of hypothermia is what it looks like, right? And you've seen that previously, but it's it's a warm day as evidenced by your friend Reginald, right? Sweating profusely in his armor here. It should be rather warm out. The sun is shining, but they are shivering and teeth chattering and the children's like their lips have turned purple in color. Um, I don't know if there's anything I can do, but um, do your best to stay warm. And before the sun goes down, uh, try to get near a fire. Um, I, I hope you get better. I hope that we can get a cure to you soon. And she nods and the children huddle closer to her. And she looks up and he says, she points at the, the skeletal being. Uh, Rufina is very kind. Um, hopefully they're able to help you. Joy looks over at uh, Rafine and is actually taken aback by the, the fact that this is... Colorful skeleton. A, a skeleton. Um, uh, it, this seems... To, to Joy, this seems very unnatural, and I would like to actually kind of do again a check. Is Rafine dead? <laughs> uh, yeah, like just observing them from this distance, they are quite clearly a skeleton. Uh, you are a cleric uh, of the, you know, death domain. You would understand what undead looks like here. I would love for you to roll me a religion check. And this will be like, hey, you've been, you know, living in the Radiant Citadel for a time. What do you kind of like know? Yeah, 15 is great here. Um, you've heard stories about uh, beings called uh, olvidados. Um, these are a deceased person who remained behind uh, after the Night of the Remembered, which is a festival that you would know is coming up rather soon in San Cetlon. Um, and occasionally they just kind of get stuck here and exist in their skeletal forms, uh, either until they pass on or something, you know, brings about some resolution for why they are here. Uh, Joy goes to follow the rest of the party. Mm -hmm. but with uh, some trepidation around Rafian. Okay. Steel. I would head yeah. back as well, but I'm going to rip out some of my hair, my white hair, and hand it to the kid. <laughs> so right. And the kid oh. looks up, grabs it, and then immediately their sister, like, nabs at it, and they begin tugging at it back and forth. But it's all very shakily done as they are shivering the entire time. <laughs> well, because of that, I'll rip out a little more and no. give it to the sibling. <laughs> Mom said it's my turn to play <laughs> with, my turn with hair. the hair. <laughs> And I just look at between the two and, and give him a, a little side smile and then head over with Joy towards the Absolutely. Uh, the new friend. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Rufina leads you to um, the front of their tavern called a, a pulcaria, which specializes in a local beverage called pulque. It is plastered with portraits of missing persons and requests for help. As you are led inside, the Pulcaria's walls are painted with murals that depict a series of armed conflicts, with locals celebrating victory at the end. A candlelit altar behind the bar includes a painted portrait of an elderly woman. 
is surrounded by yellow marigolds and offerings of drinks and cactus fruits. Two dwarves are seated at one of the three tables in the pulcheria, and they glance at you curiously as you enter. Going behind the bar here, uh, Rufina will begin pouring this drink for you and placing them out along the bar. Come, 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 come. On the house. Don't you worry about it. And if you're hungry, I can get you something to eat as well. Please, sit, sit. And thanks again for, well, getting rid of the ruffians for now. We'll have to come up with some sort of plan to uh, stop them from harassing us. <laughs> Welcome. What brings you to Milpazul? Oh, and I guess I should address the skeleton in the room. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Uh, Rufina, uh, if you don't know, I'm an olvidado. It's a term for people who remain behind after the Night of the Remembered. Uh, haven't passed on to the afterlife quite yet. But don't worry, I may not be warm to the touch, but my spirit is just as warm as the sun outside. Out of curiosity, Kalathi just touches to see if she's true about like the being cold. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, here. Yeah. And you would note that, like, it's it's bone, and it seems to have been, like, slightly warmed by the sun outside, but it is physically bone. Mm. Huh. I bet you have many stories. Uh, uh, a, a few of them, yes, a few of them. Um, maybe some for new friends, such as yourself, but please, first, uh, yourselves. I believe I overheard your shield bearers from the Citadel. Yes. Brings you to our little town of Milpazul. Um, the disease that is plaguing the people out there. Um, uh, we are trying to figure out the source. Uh, stop it if we can. All right. But we see that those bounty hunters are kind of making things a little tense around here. Uh, yes, they seem to have got it in their heads that uh, we are harboring some sort of fugitive here. I can't believe why. I'm going to be honest with you, Rufina, that didn't sound the most convincing I've ever heard. Not very uh, confident there. Roll some insight checks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm like picking up your accent as I'm. I'm like, oh no! Oh no! It's a powerful one. Don't worry. Steal with a fourteen. Uh, that is a. Ooh. <laughs> right. Reg Reginald with a nine, looking good. Nine out of ten. Nine. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Uh, Adele, you clearly pick up that. Yes, even without all the regular, like, humanoid facial features, there is a tone in the voice here that it belies that there is something more than meets the eye, and maybe these bounty hunters weren't so far off the mark. Um, mm. Reginald, it's a skeleton. Uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, I don't worry. I've always been fond of skeletons. <laughs> a little bit hard myself. to tell. Nice. Um, not sure what you mean by that. <clears throat> we are just a peaceful po folk out here. You know, just trying to make our lives. Mm. Yeah, I mean, my friends. Uh, and I turn to the group and I say, friends, uh, we don't have any interest in helping those bandits that are, you know, trying to do bounties and such. We are light bearers um 
I'm sure we can all agree, and you can tell me if I am wrong, uh, I'm sure we all agree that following the money is not exactly the right thing to do in this situation, and we are, as much as we would like to help the disease and things like that, we would also like to figure out how to make these people never come back. I don't know. Uh, we, how, how do we all feel? I agree, they didn't seem mm-hmm. awfully, uh, Awfully courteous to me. Definitely. They seemed quick to jump the gun about a lot of things, so... (laughs) Roll a persuasion check, someone in the group. As you have this conversation directly in front of Ruby. Very I'm much quite persuasive. I don't know if I should. I don't do know that. if I should. Get it, get it, steal. I want to yeah. so this badly. Is, oh, hey, Nita did okay. Steal, this is absolutely a call for your bardic prowess. I know, yeah. but I was going to lean in. Uh, it's Rafina, right? Yeah. Rafina. I was going to lean in and ask her, do you want them gone? <laughs> oh, well, it would be um, beneficial to all of us, but. Um, would prefer it without you know, bloodshed. They are just people trying to make a living. I'm noticing that she's saying trying to make a living a lot. May I ask? A lot of what you're saying is that people are trying to make a living, but how can they make a living if they're dying in your streets? It is rather evident that Sereno is um, affecting everyone. It's worse in Sensitlan. Much worse. Someone who gets the disease, well, they can die in as little as six hours. Um, those that stay out in the sun tend to do better. They hold on for longer, but um, it no one's ever survived. Nobody? Not that I know of. Do you know if it's airborne water? Uh, how is it transferred? Have you noticed anything of that nature? Well, I have a, a theory. I think it's magical. Not a disease at all, like everyone seems to think. Now, I don't know if it affects my kind, but she they gesture to the, like, two dwarves that are sitting there. We have been amongst the people, and we have never caught it. I think it's something more curse-like in nature than a run-of-the-mill sickness. But who would want to curse all these people that's with death, with with cold? They shrug. I do not know. But hopefully you can find out. Um. <sighs> do... I know someone that may be able to help you a little bit more. But you have to promise that you 
Don't tell anyone that she's here. Adele smiles. <laughs> she knew. Mm -hmm. And the dwarves kind of like look up at this and Rafina puts up a skeletal hand. It's all right. They're here to help. And we need all the help that we can get or Serena is going to wipe out everyone. Um, let me go get her. And Rufina will go to the back. And eventually, they return with a small gnomish woman. I'll go ahead and bring up this for everyone at home to see as well. She's armed. She's wearing a, a little God, hat damn. here. This art is so good. Jeez. She looks great, right? Yeah, that's awesome. God! I have the scorpion tail handle on her sword. Uh huh. That's and then the horn one on the other one yeah, is great. That's pretty dope. Yeah. That the heel. That's so cool. The heels. She's a pink serape, and she is wearing black heels. Her tanned gnomish skin underneath this large straw hat. She looks at you with rather close seriousness. Ah, I heard a conversation from Bell behind the bar. And I think you've made the right call here, Rufina. These people are here to help. And we are in need of as much assistance as we can get. Hello, my name is... Paloma. She gives a small little bow there. Come, let us sit at one of the tables so we may discuss the things that plague our country. Oh, and Rufina, a, a pulque for me, please. Maybe a, a plate of the tacos. That would be fantastic. And she goes and settles herself uh, on a cushion to like raise herself up a little bit at one of the tables. Joy follows uh, Paloma and uh, quickly asks, Oh, you're the one that the guy was talking about. Yes. Yes, I am. And you know, as she finishes her sentence, she shivers and her teeth chatter. Uh, yes, <laughs> they, um, they've been after me for quite some time. I, uh, I may lead a small band of revolutionaries in the Outlands. I was falsely accused of some thievery and rustling of some of the well, more well-to-do since he turns uh, cattle out here in the valley. I defended myself from an unjust arrest and was charged with the murder that resulted. I'd like to see if she's lying. Should I roll an insight sure. check? Sure, yeah, absolutely. All right. Ten. She seems completely forthright with you. 
Well, then that's a shame that those people have been trying to hunt you down. You seem so much nicer than them. Hi, I'm Joy. <laughs> Hello, Joy. She extends a, a small gnomish hand towards yours. I give her an enthusiastic handshake. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> ah, oh, well, please, um, uh, let us let us speak of this then. You are from the Citadel, here to yes, hopefully solve the Sereno outbreak. Do I understand correctly? That is correct. Yes, we were told that this town, uh, Milbuzzle might have some answers. We were looking to find a cure, but really nobody's been able to give us a lead. Uh, the bartender, uh, they mentioned that it might be a curse? Yes. Do not worry, the people here are afraid. And they are rightly so of some outsiders. Uh, trouble plagues every corner, it seems, these days. But no, do not worry, I will provide the information that you need. The outbreak began a few months ago. It has killed many and uh, will continue to do so. I, uh, we have done what we can. We find that sunlight seems to delay what has become the inevitable. And so Rufina and I have tried our best here in Milpazul to help these people, but I will have to return to the desert to one of the outland hideouts so that the people here are safe. One night, while myself and some allies of mine were traveling, we were trying to determine the source of the outbreak. A strange owl revealed itself as some terrible fiend. We wounded it, but it was able to escape. Two of my companions died in the battle. The third, a druid named Lope, died of Sereno soon after. Lope had been researching the affliction and, well, he believed that the fiend we saw was behind its spread. But Rufina and I have uh, the same mind on this, that it is a curse, not a disease. The research suggested that Killing the fiend would end the curse for all those suffering from Sereno. Unfortunately, we have not been able to find it again. Though our scouts have seen owls and strange figures going in and out of a mine near a town called Hollow. Hollow has been abandoned for quite some time. It is interesting that there's any movement at all going on there. This would have been my next stop if it weren't for... And she shivers again. Weren't for my own affliction. Oh. I, um, I hope that you can get some sunlight. Oh. Guys, we need to find this cure. Um, does anybody know, uh, does anybody know where the hollow is? Rufina will pull out a map. 
presented, much like the one Max. that you see in front of you yes, here, right? Ah, well, hello is, um, about a half day's journey away from here, just to the south and west, north of the walls of San Citlan, and relatively close there. The Silver Vein, uh, well, the mountains there reach down just to it here. Hollow used to be a mining town before it was abandoned. Silver Veins, as they are said, were silver mines. Long abandoned, though. I appreciate your help so much. Everyone, do you think we should head out? Sounds like we certainly got a place to start, doesn't it? I... Yeah, yes, go ahead. Oh, uh, for all of the other residents here who are affected, did they also see an owl before they got sick? Paloma puts a pensive hand to her chin. Yes, I think, um, that does seem to be a common thread amongst many, yes. Trust those owls. Omens of death. Well, they are ill omens, yes. <laughs> but was Hollow abandoned of like was it abandoned because of this or was it abandoned like oh, way it was before a, and a bit's been abandoned for quite some time, yes. And did the owl have any like special markings or any kind of character that made it really out? Uh, you're cutting out again, Ash, here. Just so you know. Oh. Okay. Um, she shakes. How about, how oh. about now? I think it's uh, probably on, uh, like, Discord's auto. Uh, yeah, it's, it's dynamically changing your volume, I think. Yeah, I can. Okay. She will, she'll answer you here. Uh, not that we could see. Many times the owl sightings were at night. Hard to tell specific um, markings, but I feel like I saw some speckles. What do you mean, speckles? Oh, on the undersides of the wings. It seemed that they were dotted in a pattern of some kind. Did any of that fall? Oh, not that I could see, no. So, if the owls are the bringer of Serrano, do you believe that they are the tools that someone is using to cast through them? Uh, I am not sure if the owls are, in fact, the cause. They just seem to be a common thread through many of the stories that those who become ill have sighted an owl in the sky recently. I, I do not understand the magics like that. It, <laughs> are much more practical in nature when it comes to my understanding of the world. Um, it could be. I, I hope that your investigation allows for us to gather more knowledge on the subject. Do you have any other things we should know about this hollow mine place? Oh, uh, yeah. Back here. Sorry. Eavesdropping and all that. Hello, uh, mate. One of the scouts that was by hollow recently, right, I was riding by after dark, 
trying to get home, saw movement by the mine entrance. Two gaunt figures dragging some poor soul into the mine. Had it wrapped up tight. They looked like twin death. Never I forget. I reckon them. it was this owly fella. Well, no, I'd, I will never forget their hissing and slithering, horrid tongues. As a mercy, the body they were dragging looked like it was already dead. <laughs> I just rolled on until you didn't look back. I'm gonna lead over to Adele and up to Adele and be like, Do, uh, do owls hiss? I don't think so. No, no, I didn't think so. Okay, I was just checking. All right. But Whoa. this sounds different. Mm, sounds like it a does, theme yeah. of some sort. Just wondering if maybe there was more than one of the owls, but yeah, this sounds like something else. Well, thanks, mate. Uh, anything else you can tell us if you've been to the mine just, a lot? Or? Yeah, be be careful when you're over there. That's it. I was just riding on by. Um, just horrors oh. over there. And Paloma kind of shakes her head. Ah, the sickness makes some people see some things. Does that mean you two have the sickness then? And I point to the two dwarves. He looks down. The other one gives him a reassuring pat. <laughs> yeah, I do. When All right. You, uh, when'd you get it? Oh, not a few nights ago. Um, sun helps. Keeps me strong. Um, well, you seem to be doing a okay compared to some of what we've seen. It's, um, we dwarves are hardy folk, and, uh, it can take some things to, to put us down, huh? But, um, it, it definitely affects more the elderly and the children and some mm. others more quickly. I, I've been able to hold on for, for a few days now, and I, I feel all right, though I am moving a bit slow. Well, keep on holding on, because we're going to fix this. <laughs> I would love to see that, yes. <laughs> Pull on. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, like, look at the group. They get cold at night. Owls come out at night. The sun keeps them warm during the day. That must not be an accident. Sounds about right, yeah. Pretty complicated curse, wouldn't you say? Do you think we have to go at night if we're trying to catch this owly thing? Well, it's you know, midday now. takes half a day to get there. Timing seems right. I believe In... they call that serendipity. <laughs> so this is a big word. And also a mine is dark and it is pretty much dark inside of it. So owls probably would enjoy hanging out in there like it's nighttime all the time. Mm-hmm. So they, if we go in there, they might have the upper hand. We can lure it out. This is true. Uh, it might benefit us to uh, watch and see the behavior uh, of people. They said things are moving in and out. Um, maybe we can take watch for a little bit and I don't know see what we see perhaps the death twins are feeding it 
is true. Uh, Maybe, yeah. Well, should we head out? If Rafin, you have nothing else for us, um, oh, and Paloma, nothing else for us. She she puts like a, a hand on yours. No, um, just thank you. It has been a rather difficult f couple of months. All of us have lost someone. And, well, with the celebration coming up, it would be nice to have some positivity and maybe a little solution keep people's spirits up she pats her your hand I think I'm going to go sit in the sun for a while well um Paloma if we don't see you again we never saw you <laughs> oh, that is clever yes if you see the ruffians on the road you never saw me Rafina, thank you for the drinks as well. Oh, right, yes, of course. Um, one for the road, then, and I'll pack you a bundle. And uh, Rufina will go about, like, packing you some taco snacks to take on the road with you. Yeah. <laughs> and some poke nice. to go with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as you take your bundles and head out uh, over the valley towards Hollow, over the late afternoon and towards the evening... We're going to take our first break. Yay. All right. When we come back in about 10 minutes, it'll be the hollow, the mine, the owls, and hopefully a solution for the curse that plagues the land. Thank you all for being here. And I hope you're having a fantastic time here. Uh, we'll be back in about 10 minutes. Welcome back to Journeys from the Radiant Citadel as our would-be heroes make their way across the Maguey Valley from Milpazul towards a town called Hollow. Hollow, a long abandoned mining, <clears throat> mining town, uh, seems to be the location of some unrest, some things, some mystery. So as we proceed, you have a map, thankfully provided by a skeletal barkeeper, uh, so there's no role here to be made for that, but as the day wanes and night begins, it does get a little chilly. I do want perception checks from everyone. Okay, okay. Here we go. Okay, all right. Steel with an 11, Reginald with a 15, Joy with a 16, Adele at a 23, and Nina and Calathe both with 10s. Adele, you are the first to notice. A few hours out from Hollow, you see up in the sky an owl, a spotted owl. It quietly circles and then flies away. Uh, friends, um, listen, we, you all saw that owl, right? Everyone saw it up there? 
I didn't see an owl. Is it still within range, or...? What would you classify as range? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, the range of, say, a crossbow? Light crossbow? We are not hitting a bird! Uh, (laughs) They hit a bird and the disease came out. It was probably 100 feet up in the air when it circled, and now it is flying southwards, and you you see it, and it's like, it's retreating from you here, so it's probably... Okay, so I I cannot try to snipe You could attempt to! The range of a crossbow is far enough if you would like to try. Uh, Joy tries to shoot. Shoot it, yes. Okay, with disadvantage due to the range, you can shoot a light crossbow bolt at this spotted owl flying away from you. <laughs> okay, a 25 and a no. nat one. Nat one, baby. <laughs> yeah, you want that you... disadvantage, that is disadvantage. There it is. As you pull the, the trigger of your crossbow, it twangs and the bolt just kind of out the front onto the ground. It seems the tension of your crossbow was off. Post Adam. You reckon more or less that was a close one? Quick question. So, was it that they hit, they they struck the owl because it was a fiend, and then afterwards um, the disease kind of spread? Their run-in with the owl was more recent than the the couple of months ago that the the disease started. The disease started before. Correct. Cool. Adele yeah. is. This is this now. is like during their investigation of what is happening. Uh, yeah. They they found this owl that seemed to have this fiendish nature here and got into a fight with it, uh, and her compatriots died. One of them having was doing studying of this particular disease or curse. Okay. Um, fell ill with it and then perished after. Gotcha. Adele thought this was a poison pinata and that <laughs> hitting the oil or it oil the owl was going to make all of the disease fall out. Well like just stop hitting the owl. The, the disease <laughs> yeah, will stop. Just like, why is everyone <laughs> shooting the owl? <laughs> we have Adele the solution. Stop that. it. <laughs> oh my god. Doctors hate her. <laughs> <laughs> just stop hitting the owl. Stop Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. You see as it like kind of retreats towards the walls of San Cetlan to yourself. Mm. We should, well, I mean, I know maybe some of us don't want to kill it, but it could get someone sick or be a lookout for whatever lurks in the mine. Uh, that is true. Um, are well, we going I don't to think we're going to really catch up with it though, are we? is some 300 feet out now, proceeding in your vision. As it is also night, it disappears rather quickly. Mm. Perhaps in the future we should be uh, a little more on guard to take them out since they are getting a lot of people sick. Yes. Agreed. I hope it for was... its sake that wasn't just a normal owl. <laughs> feel a bit mean then. Yeah. Did like it have dinner? spots? Yeah. Adele noticed that it did have spots. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Just a thought. Could be a lookout. Could also be a sickness bringer. So maybe, maybe we should take him out. Yeah, I mean, I've got my crossbow. I can have it at the ready. Yeah, I definitely have a bow. I'll definitely keep my eye out as well. I guess I'll walk along with a uh, loaded crossbow, ready to. <laughs> okay. Ready to, hoping I don't trip. Yeah. And ready to shoot at an owl. 
I will also constant if I see another owl, I'm going to turn into a vulture. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you even know if I have that wild. I'm pretty fly. sure that I do. Yeah, you can't fly yet. You're a level vulture above the ground. Oh no. You're like, I'm gonna be a vulture, you turn into an ostrich. And it's yeah. just like whelp. <laughs> Dang it. Um so yeah, so most of you like looking up towards the, the sky as we proceed closer to the hollow. Is that the plan? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, as you get closer, a decrepit town spreads out along the road ahead. It's weathered shacks creaking in the wind. And on your approach, you, you see a dozen or so armed humanoid figures moving in and out of the structures. They look long abandoned, as Paloma said, but there's an opulent looking coach distinctly out of place here, parked amid the buildings with its curtains drawn. Hmm. That's curious. Are there horses around it? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that they would have brought horses here as well. But you see them before they see you in the night here, as they are carrying like torches and things. Just something to, to keep note of. Some of you cannot see in the dark. So be aware <laughs> of that. That would be um, my human, my changeling, and my centaur. I didn't Joy realize has that. forgotten that other people cannot see in yeah. the dark. Why does he so good at dark? <laughs> <laughs> I'm squinting, like, there's, trying to see. There's some like, torches going on. down there. <laughs> yeah. And Nina, um, see how many people are, like, moving around? Roll me a perception check. Sure. Let's see. Nice, a 16. Yeah, uh, about 12 moving about in the uh, the houses down there. Um, you're not sure what they're up to yet, but they are all armed. They seem to, you know, be wearing some light leather armor and things like that. There's enough horses there to pull the rather opulent-looking coach, and there does seem to be some horses for, for these people as well. Hmm. So there seems to be about 12 or so people hanging around. I don't know. Can she tell if they were the same people that we saw in the town earlier? Uh, so it is dark. They are quite far away. Uh, even with your dark vision, you can't see color while you're mm -hmm. using your dark vision. And I don't think there's enough detail here for you to be able to tell. I Okay, so I can't tell if... These are the same people, but they definitely outnumber us. What do you think we should do? Hmm. Well, which direction's the mine from where that thing yeah, is? Yeah, they are they on our way? Yeah, the town backs into the like the mountainside here, mm. uh, and you can kind of make out what looks to be like this the sign for the Silvervein mine here at Hollow. I mean, I think we can probably reason with them, and if worse comes to worst, we all look like we can handle ourselves in a scrap, and I have the utmost confidence in us as a group, so hopefully it doesn't come to that. I say we try it. Maybe we can have a friendly conversation. Look, I... like, no one is going to like the plague, are they? If we say, look, we're your best shot of ending this, 
I mean, it would be hard to reason against that. I think that's a good idea. It's fair. I, I will caution that it could go the other route. I've met many stubborn. people, and uh, a secret mine operation might, they might not care about the plague in the same ways that we do. True. Very true. Um, hmm. So, how about if they, okay, if they seem like they care about the plague, like one of us or I can pretend that I have it and try to trick them so that way they can kind of stay away from us. But if they do, if they don't seem like they care about the plague, then we try to come up with a plan in the moment. That's a... Uh... Seems like two should go down, not everyone, and try to talk to them. And if it doesn't go well, then we do what we do best. Um, but if it goes well, then they can let them know we have more of a party than just the two. Um... Before we go, um, I think I can help with making it look like one of us is sick. I'd like to use Minor Illusion okay. to make one of our party members appear a little bit bluer, chillier. So you would, we want you would, to do this. Right. Uh, you would also understand. So Minor Illusion is a stationary thing that exists in mm. space. Oh, um, I can't use it to kind of add to a person. Right. I see. But you could Sad. attempt to take some makeup if you would like to and give them a coloration of being sick and disguise them in a certain way. Ooh, can I just say... We can talk about I wasn't green before. <laughs> <laughs> if we add and make someone look sick, just hear me out. I worry that maybe they'd be afraid and... Um, might, you know, might try to kill one of us uh, because they're afraid of the sickness. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. Good they point. might not want to talk to us at all. You're right, that's a good point. I mean, I, I won't lie. If someone came up and said, I have a plague, I probably wouldn't want to converse with them at close quarters. Well, that was more just like a, if they seem like they were, you know, nervous about it and they were trying to intimidate us, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, don't don't come near me. I'm sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's more what I was thinking. I mean, I, I am a changeling. I could appear sick, but I mean, I also do want to save that in case we need it uh, for yeah. something could later. I look down at the 12. Uh, you said 12 or so people mm -hmm. armed. Yeah. Can I see if anybody's quaking in their boots? Um, if uh, they're shivering? Again, you're, you're quite far away. You Super far. cannot see in the dark, so you kind of just yeah. see like the dots of their torches as they yeah. make their way around the abandoned town. Well, maybe you oh, would need ahead. to be much closer, I think. Yeah, I yeah. think we could just approach as a party. We're ready. Yeah. Let's Take just. Them. We're strong. I say we go in and see if they need any help. Maybe just let's just go in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we could also try to sneak past and then just kind of inch by alongside the uh, mountainside and get in without them knowing but that's not very fun so yeah i yeah i also i have some way. problems doing that and i'll uh, tap my armor and just make a slight clanging noise <laughs> i got i got too many feet for that <clears throat> also very loud okay <laughs> Okay. Hooves. She clap, 
clacks them together. <laughs> we go. We go together. Okay. So you make your way mm-hmm. down into the town of Hollow, and while you approach here, um, they very clearly notice you. No one makes any aggressive moves here, but one man does go up to the uh, the carriage. So you make your approach into the town and knocks on it. And then says something that you can't hear as the door is like opened slightly and then steps back. The door is opened fully and a tiefling steps out onto the stair. Their purplish hue and flowing back horns here and rather immaculate curled mustache sitting on their upper lip. They're wearing things that, well, they don't look like anything that the people in Milpazul were wearing or even those that are here in Hollow. It's very fine wear, plenty of lace at the cuffs and around the neck, and an embroidered jacket around them here that looks incredibly expensive. You notice well that it looks like one of their horns may be broke at some point in time, and has been replaced with what looks to be a solid jade prosthetic. He steps down the stairs here. Oh, (laughs) hello, welcome, welcome, and who might you all be? I'm Joy. Uh, Jubilee, Joy, better home. Hi, um, we're here with the Radiant Citadel. We're steel bearers. We wanted to know what you were doing out here. Ah, pleasure to meet you, Joy. I am Itzmin Del Prado. And he gives an elaborate bow. Uh, Joy also tries to bow back in the same manner. Ooh. Quite fancy yourself, I see. I am a, um, politician of San Cislan and the council, the Tresena. I serve as counselor of arms there. So what might you be doing all the way out here? Oh, well, I own Hollow and the mine that used to function here. Uh, hmm. There was um, reports of the disease festering in town, and, well, we were planning on burning the abandoned houses to ensure that it doesn't spread. So I was having my men here and make sure that no one is inside any of the homes, make sure any valuable belongings have been taken out, and then we were going to set fire to the place. Can I incite this... this? Sure. Politician? Yeah, big absolutely. Time, big time. Yeah. I like to do that. Ooh. Seems nice. <laughs> yeah, because hasn't this town been abandoned for a long time? Yeah, I, yeah, I want to vibe check this guy because I'm getting Scooby-Doo trying to, like, get the yeah. inheritance kind of vibes. <laughs> Property! <Yeah. laughs> He's burning it for the insurance money. Insurance money. Yep. A steel with an eight, a Dell with an 18, Joy with a 16 here. Any other insight checks that you guys would like, go ahead and do those. I mean, Kalathi's stupid. She's not going to do shit, so. You just like looking around? Yeah, Nina, that one. She's just trying to look like intimidating, right? Yeah, just looking big. Yeah. Big horse girl. Flexing her muscles every so often. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'd say Reginald just doesn't believe them. Okay, (laughs) just like doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It seems that, I mean, it looks like they're telling the truth. They have plenty of what looks to be like burnable things like firewood, kindling, things of that nature, plenty of extra torches, what look to be like oil-soaked rags as well. It does look like they are here to 
set about setting fire to something. Um, now, whether or not the, the rumors that he speaks of about, you know, the disease being here or not, it's kind of hard to tell. He does seem a little oily for Adele mm. and, and Joy, right? But maybe that's just the politician giving, you know? Uh, it's kind of hard to tell. Now, whether or not this is for the insurance money or not, you're not overly sure. Or he could just be a concerned person trying to eradicate the disease the best way he knows how. Well, um, sir, I would love to let you go about with your business. We're also here to hopefully try and stop the disease, but uh, as far as we know, it doesn't require any burdings of buildings. Um, the buildings aren't sick. Oh, I know. If the disease has made its way and housed inside of these homes, well, then we can burn them down and it will no longer be there. Well, the disease may actually be magical. A magical disease? What, are you speaking of some kind of curse? Yes, that word. You must be quite new here. I've seen the people sick in San Cetalan, and I can assure you it is a disease that spreads like wildfire, and I will go anywhere I need to to eradicate it and protect our people. There's no curse. It is a disease that plagues us. Well, but um, here's the thing, right? If you let us go in there and try to fix it our way, and we fail, then you can burn the place down. But... If we succeed, then you don't have to burn down your own property, and then you still have it, instead of, you know, like a smoldering pile of embers and that. So, really, you've got nothing to lose by letting us try our way, if you think about it. And, uh, and I say this, like, very loud for if there's anyone moving around us, sure. like, trying to move stuff, I want them to hear this. You are looking quite chilly. It, does anyone else... Notice the shivering, um... Roll me deception. <laughs> Thank God. Roll deception. <laughs> that 20, yeah, I do feel cold. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh my gosh, okay, um... <laughs> sorry, it was on a 20 and then it literally rolled, as you said, that oh. 20, it was on a 20 and it rolled. Jinxed! <laughs> okay, uh, I get a zero, plus zero, so that's gonna be 14. 14. Um, he looks at you and smiles, he's... I actually feel quite all right for the moment. We'll warm up as the fires are set, but I think your friend here, the goblin, well, I cannot stop you from going in the mines, I can assure you there's nothing in there. It's been abandoned for quite a long time. I do not advise it. It's quite dangerous, I would think. Been in disrepair for a while now, but sure. We will leave the burning until after your investigation. Uh, who is your superior officer? So I might contact them and ensure that you are the legal representatives of the Radiant Citadel? Uh, well, his name was literally hours ago, so Ariad. I think that's a very unfair <laughs> question. It was, it was Ariat, right? Ariat, yeah. Yeah. Ariat. Ariat, oh, well, actually pulls out a tiny little notebook and writes it down with a little pen. <laughs> stuffs it inside his way too uh, feathery looking jacket. Um, fine then. We will wait on the edge of town. You can do your investigation. 
And did uh, you say feathery? I said feathery and and meant like uh uh like God, ruffles the, the, the ruffles okay. of the lace. The ruffles of the ruffles of the lace. Did you say feathers? Did you say feathers? Okay, I'll, I'll I, just, I, I am going to chalk up most of my my word losing today to still having COVID, so I am doing my best. <laughs> No, it's fine. I just wanted to double check. He's because, like your yeah. spotted owly friend. Yeah. <laughs> I meant, I meant, dang it, ruffles. Did I say tiefling? I meant owl. <laughs> <laughs> I meant owlin. Uh, yeah, and he goes, all right, men, round it up. Let them have their time. I'll give you an hour or so, and then we're going to begin the burnings, whether or not you find your way out. The elevator's in complete disrepair. You're going to have to find another way in. I think you could give us more than an hour. And I think you could give us an elevator, but you're not going to. <laughs> Roll a persuasion check for more than an hour, please. And an elevator. And an Is elevator. Is that a help action? That help? For what? <laughs> no. no. You don't have a spare elevator laying around, do you? No, I don't think he does. <laughs> well, that's a, yeah, that, that's a good three. Oh. asking for elevators. And a 13 for the the, uh, the more than an hour and a half. That's better. All right. Chips and no one the elevator? <laughs> I did not bring an elevator. We had the intention of burning the place down, not reconstructing it. If you're able to solve the whole issue with the disease, then of course I would love to reopen Hollow and the Silver Mines. It was quite profitable back in the day. Just need to dig a little deeper. Have you seen any owls around lately? It is evening and owls do populate the area here. I have Did seen you see some... one? Okay. <laughs> I have seen some owls, yes. They exist, <laughs> my equine friend. Mm, he knows how to see. <laughs> Take our word for it. Don't trust those birds. All you right. see one of those owls? That's where you should be lighting your flames. I will keep that in mind. Now. Do not wait. Don't do that. I ruined the Animal violence. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cure. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. Um. Did, wait, did we get the persuasion on him to like wait longer? He said yeah, an hour and a half. half. Okay, okay. Uh -huh. my, my, the internet thingy did a... It's yeah. okay. So he and the men <laughs> will kind of like gather and they go to the edge of, of town and they just kind of wait. He sits going back into his carriage and you note that like one of the, the, the carriage curtains is open so he can see out to like what you all are doing. Um, I'll just stare back. Gives you a little wave. What would you like to do? Go into the mine. Yeah? Okay. So, heading into the town there past like, you know, the decrepit buildings and things of that nature, uh, you come up to the entrance of the mine. Loose planks cover it uh, and need to be moved before you can enter into the, what looks to be a, uh, a larger cavern behind it. Who wants to give him a yank? 
I'll do it. I, yeah, I'll give it a yank it. with them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Roll athletics. Go for it with advantage. <laughs> you guys go up there and just yank on some boards. Is it all of us? Twenty-four. Twenty-four. It's oh, plenty. Okay. The twenty-four is boy. going to be enough to like yeah. yank the boards open here and revealing beyond. It leads to a large cavern supported by wooden beams. The cavern's center is the derelict wooden elevator. It rattles in the wind here that rushes up from the depths of a crumbling mine shaft. Is that the only way down? Uh, yeah, you know what? We're going to move on to one of these beautiful maps provided in this uh, in this book here. And you'll be uh, inside, and it's going to be rather dark for some of you, so I am going to need someone to be like, I lit a torch! Who's that dog on the map? <laughs> who's that Who's that dog? Does anyone light a torch? I light oh, a I torch. I can see in the dark, so... Okay. Well, you know, your friends can't. Yeah! I don't know that. I don't know that. Okay. Girl. A nice little torch is lit uh, and reveals an area oh, for you too. here. Cool. Okay. Do you want do you want to light it? Yeah, I'll okay. light one. Sure. Okay. And then I'll put it on the side of my saddle so I don't have to hold it. Perfect. You have a saddle? Just singeing you. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't saddles for humans Aren't to ride? Yeah, I was like, person? wait, you it's, have it's, a saddle? It's, it's, it's like a backpack saddle, okay? <laughs> okay. He's got, like, saddle jacks. Okay, so like, it's not yeah. like, like there's like an panions. expectation <laughs> of no. one of us riding you, okay? But I mean, like, a, a special someone could. Adelphus. <laughs> no. I think she beats me. <laughs> yeah, she did like your sword, I mean. Oh, <laughs> Oh my Pulp Lance, right, and we'll see. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, in here, it doesn't look like much. If you would like to roll an investigation check, go for it. Take a look I'll around. Sure. Let's do it. <laughs> I have a negative one to my investigation. <laughs> roll. I got a 17, though. Nice. Adele with a nat 20, okay. Dang, so, okay. Yeah, uh, Calathea with 17, Nina 12, Steel 15, Reginald 15, Adele with a 22. Uh, you would note this as you kind of like move around. The elevator is definitely rusted in place. Um, it's not functional in any way, and it looks like it's probably would be rather easy to collapse that you like maybe put a, a hoof on it and it groans loudly um does not look safe weight. at all but adele you find something at the back end of the chamber against the wall here there seems to be a door sealed behind some stonework you can feel a bit of the breeze that is rushing up from the elevator shaft is also coming out from the back end of the cavern here. Um, friends, uh, I think there is a door and I will, Oh, I just do the whole like feel for air. Like you said, yeah. feel the, feel the flow. Um, 
how do I interact with this door? There's obviously like, no handle. It's just stonework. Yeah, um, so like you can move some of the stone out of the way if you'd yeah, like to. Yeah, I will, like, I will like start a crowbar doing crowbar to it or something like that, a hammer, and just kind of like open up the area here. Yeah, it takes a little bit of work, but you do reveal what looks to be like this makeshift wooden door behind the wall. Uh, no elevator, so that's good. Think we Can should you go open this here? thing? Does that open? I'm gonna just try to open the door. Yeah, and it does. As you like, kind of drag <laughs> it over the rubble, it opens and reveals a passageway that curves downwards into the mine. Okay. Um, one of our dark vision friends is going to have to help me lead. But oh, I uh, can, I, I can go in front. I'm a uh, quite a durable chap, you see, and I'll sort of sling my shield. It works. <laughs> yes, I can see further than uh, many of the party members, I imagine, due to my staggering height. Yeah, <clears throat> this is I'll, it. Uh, uh, I'll step through. Yeah, great. I absolutely. will follow after. I'm I'm probably trying to keep track of everything and keep my eyes on everything, but also I need the torches, so I'm waiting on the torches to. Oh, sure. Uh, torch here. Yeah. Uh, what I'm gonna do is, you know, just. Go ahead and put yourselves in an order, and then I'm going to have to move us to a, a different portion of this particular map. Nice. I'll be I'll be notably in front, I guess, with my shield out. Notably in front. Understood. <laughs> yeah. If okay. anything flies and hits us, I'll try to catch it. Over here. Uh, with your staggering height. Yeah. Joy, are you going behind me? <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll go at the end of the pack. Okay. Nice. All right. I'm with, I'm with the cat. With the cat. Okay. Uh, you'll find yourself a bit more south on this particular map, if you would like to just go ahead and direct your attention to that oh, wow. location. Yeah. Oh. 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 Yeah. Okay. There you go. Dang, that was some magic right there. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that trick rather recently. Scrolling? It's pretty awesome. Dang. Uh, yeah. So you find yourself on this kind of long passageway here. Um, the wind continues up, and you can see at the end of the hallway here, Reginald, with your superior height and dark vision, uh, at the end of the hallway, there mostly is... Mostly the height. Mostly the height. There seems to be another one of these wooden doors. And you feel like you can see pinpricks of light through this makeshift door, as if there is something beyond it. Whoa, uh, I'll have a look. I'll have a look at the door. Does it seem uh, secured in any way? Does it seem? Is there a handle? Yeah. So, like, proceeding t closer towards the door here. Uh, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Sure. Uh, sorry, my roll twenty's gone into mega lag mode. Love that. Uh, that's a three. That is a three. It's a door. It's a door. It has a handle. You're not. You push on it, and it doesn't seem to be locked and you hear a growl emanate from the oh. other side and the door kind of just gets pushed open and on the other side as i kind of direct our attention over to this particular room here uh you see the following the floor uh of the chamber here is slick with blood two of three tables have these corpses strapped atop them and a frenzied woman brandishes a knife as she cuts the straps off here, and I need everyone to roll me nice. initiative. 
open up, and I will show you the creatures you see. It's a ghoul. Yes, delicious. Yummy. Oh, he's got a little snack there. Oh, he's yeah. Prepared. <laughs> he's got to keep his blood sugar up, you know. So. Oh God. <laughs> Apparently, uh, more blood didn't than trigger. Have a token um. selected, right? I have to click okay. on those first. Um, I can, I can add them later. Just give me a moment. And uh, so, what you can do if you have, if you would like to practice doing it, if you click your token. Then go to your character sheet and click the word initiative. It will roll the initiative into the uh, the order automatically. There we go. I got a fresh one. I need to do it. I got a fresh one. Um, yeah, excellent. Let me go ahead and add the the baddies to this real quick, and then we will be good to go. Ghoul one and ghoul two. And uh, weird lady with a knife. Nice. As you are, you know? Uh, let's see, who am I missing from here? Looks like Nina. Let me see if I can add you real quick. Doo -doo -doo. Nina with a 16. Oh, it's on your Panther token. That's fine. Yeah. I will change well, it to you. Okay. Okay. Uh. So, at the top of the turn order is Joy. You are kind of towards the, the rear here, but you have the initiative. You hear the growling of undead creatures, and you know them to be ghouls. What would you like to do? Ooh, I'm trying to tell if I have line of sight from where I am. I don't think I do. <laughs> uh, uh, not really. You're probably going to have to run up and through your compatriots here if you would like to. Now, here's... I would like to delay my turn order because... Uh, there's sure, you can not a lot I can do from back here um, so <laughs> in a when single you, file. When you delay your, your turn like this, it is delayed forever. Just as a note, you will go to the bottom of the turn order, and that is where it will be. Cool, I'll go cool. to the bottom of the turn order. Okay, perfect. I live there now. You live there now. Uh, Nina, you're at the top of the turn order now. Is there something that you would like to do? Um. Okay, I tell well i think for a split second i'm gonna tell kira like to back up because i don't want her to be a part of this fight because i don't want her to get ghoulified sure <laughs> you know? yeah and she can move just on your turn here okay cool you can click so and drag her, her around there yeah. and then from this angle is it possible for me to hit one of them with an arrow like if i shot an arrow would i have to you, move forward you're probably gonna have to move there's a bit of a hard angle in here that is some stony rock mine walls in your way and there's quite a few of your compatriots providing cover for the enemy in the way as well okay so um all right i'm gonna move forward a bit i don't okay. know how far yeah, both of us are just you like, have, right, we can't even see the ghouls yet. We can just right, hear them. Just, you happen to roll very high on your initiative. Um, so you can move up to six squares. That's 30 feet. You cannot oh. end on your friend's token spot, but you can pass through them freely. Okay. So, so currently you're on top of one, but I could put you right behind steel here. Okay. Um. All right. Well, then from there, it looks like I can hit. You can see the, the lady with a knife. Yeah, I'm gonna. So since I can see the lady with the knife, I'm gonna try and hit her with my uh, my short bow. Okay, absolutely. Uh, your friends are kind of all in the way here, and uh, Calathea is rather tall. So to not hit your friends, we would say that 
Uh, the woman here has some some pretty good cover. It's going to boost her, her armor class here, but you are more than welcome to make the attempt. Okay. All right. Um, and then, okay. Do I roll to see if I hit her first yep. and then hit it? Okay. Yep. So you're going to roll your bow first. Okay. So you're gotcha. going to click that button in your character sheet. That is a proficiency. So you're going to be looking in the center of your character oh. sheet where it says attacks and spell Got casting. It. And there should I be a word it, there with it. bow. Yeah, so your longbow, in fact, a rather large bow, at a 21, even with the additional uh, armor class, I guess, from the cover here, the arrow strikes true. Go ahead and roll me longbow damage by clicking the word longbow in the chat underneath the 21. For six piercing damage as the first arrow slams into the woman, you have a second attack if you would like to take it. Let's try another one. Okay. On a 12, however, as you are trying to avoid hitting your friends, the arrow scatters off uh, against the table down to her south here, and you are unable to find the mark. That is some of your movement and your action. You have bonus action and movement remaining, should you like to use it. Um, can, If this possible, I'd like to see if I can move forward just a little bit. To where? Because you cannot stop on any of the squares where your friends are. So you either go all the way forward or you go backwards. All right. I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. Uh, Any bonus actions? Nope. Gonna. Yeah. Adele. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Quick question. DM question. Um, So wild shape. Do I stay in my wild shape until I hit zero and then I revert back to my... Yes. Like, I have all my regular hit points? Yep. It is like Absolutely a big great. old pool of temporary hit points. Gosh, I love that so much. It's um, pretty good. Nobody's really stepping forward because we're all kind of scared, I think. I think we're stuck in a hallway. You're stuck in a hallway well, currently. We're stuck in, in a hallway? Well, so you're in this the hallway door. here. The door is open, mm-hmm. right? The door was pushed open. Yeah. But, like, they reacted immediately, and so we hit our turn order here, right? So you can run yeah. past Reginald if you would like to. I literally cannot. Why not? I don't think any of my wild... No, 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 can't see. My oh. wild shapes, I don't think any of them have uh, any sort of... Dark vision? Dark vision. <laughs> um. There's a lit torch on Kalatha, Kalatha right? Yeah, and there actually should be one in the room. So. Oh. Okay, okay. um... Well, then I think that Adele is going to run, like, <laughs> so sorry, Reginald, um, completely hop over Reginald. Um, and I'm so tall. How would you? T- <laughs> you have no idea, but as she, as she moves forward, um, her body changes and twists, and I'm going to wild shape into a wolf. Okay, you leap over him, end up in here, and... You will pull out your little wolf token here yes. as you end up in the center of the room. Yes, and then fix this if needed. Um, Let me give you vision. Boom. Yeah. Uh, become a wolf, and then you all hear her growl, and then as if like a just a flash of air is all over her. She's gonna enter a rage, so you just see her eyes glow golden, but she's. You don't even get to see it. You just see a flash and her fur bristle. Um, and she's going to start growling. And that's my entire action. 
Okay. I think that's and everything. And you are now <laughs> up here. Uh, yes. For some reason, it is not pulling your armor class. Oh, interesting. Okay. I think my AC uh, is... Yeah, there it is. So, uh, the next up is the ghoul. One of the ghouls who has had their straps slashed will clamber up off the table and go slashing down here uh, at our new wolfy friend with biting and clawing uh, in nature here. The bite will miss at a six. The claws will find the mark at a 17 to hit for nine slashing damage, half down uh, to four here due to your rage. And I need a constitution saving throw. Oof, um... As a wolf. As a wolf. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, let me go ahead and do that. My con is plus one. This would be a 12, so... Uh, nine. Nine. <laughs> you feel this poison, this paralytic, enter your wolfy bloodstream, and you find that as you growl, you can't move. You have become paralyzed. Ooh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, ghoul. Okay, steal. Um, okay. <laughs> they can do a lot of damage. That's interesting. Um, I'm going to move, oh, oh, I'm going to move right here behind Reginald. Okay. And I'm going to cast question. Answer. Is the one of the other ghoul laying on a metal table? Uh, they are getting up right now. Uh, okay. and the tables are, are wooden. Okay. Is she holding the, the lady? She's wielding a sword though. She's got a dagger. She's got two of them. Got two daggers. Okay. Mm -hmm. The first thing I'm going to do is I, I don't like that the ghoul's attacking Adele. So sure. I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery at the ghoul. Okay. Uh, and just, I think everyone can hear me because I whisper it as I try to like send it out to the ghoul. This is not your full potential. This is what you're becoming in your days. This is what you've chosen to be. This is who you are now. And uh, just kind of mocking that they Jeez. are a ghoul. Um, Sounds like my parents. <laughs> Everyone's disappointed in you. That is surprisingly you. harsh, Steel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the saving throw here? Uh, let me plop, plop this in chat. Um, wisdom saving wisdom. throw. Wisdom. Well, ghouls are super... That is a natural 20 from that ghoul. Ooh. Oh, gosh. And it, he always wanted to be a Hisses out at you. I've always wanted to be undead. <laughs> Confident. Dang. Okay, uh, so I don't even think it takes half damage. It just... Oh doesn't work. Yeah, so that is your uh, action. You have movement and bonus here. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast Bardic Inspiration as my bonus action on Reginald. Ooh. So I'm going to just like, because I realize my Vicious Mockery doesn't work, I whip out my dulcimer and you just hear this like sweet little tune playing behind you. And uh, I tap you on the shoulder and say, go, go with the music. Yeah, no, that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. That is going to help out a lot. <laughs> okay. Steel, any movement here? Or are you good? Uh, I'm going to stay here until I suss out the situation Perfect. a little bit better. <laughs> Reginald, you have been inspired. All right. I am going to, unsurprisingly, charge into the room. Uh, I will move past our new paralyzed dog friend. Yeah. <laughs> and I am going to slash at the strange woman wielding a knife with my longsword. Yeah, okay. Uh, I will also... Wait, hang on. When do I do this? Ah, okay. So I'll make the attack first. Uh, that is a 12 to hit. The 12 will just miss as her dagger turns I'll your sword to the side. I'll add my bardic inspiration. Okay, so... This 12 sucks. Generally, that's... You spoke really quickly. I was okay. All right, roll it. <laughs> what is, what is it? What is it? It's a D6. It's a D6, okay. 
Alright, uh, 14. Might, might be a D8 at level 5. Regardless, no you only need a 1. Oh, okay, well, that it. works. I was actually going to add that when I saw 12, by the way. I'm not That's finished. fine. Uh, okay, so Go ahead, roll uh, I'll also expend a uh, superiority dice to do a distracting strike, which is when I hit a creature with a weapon attack, I can expend one superiority die to distract the creature, giving my allies an opening. I add the superiority die to the damage, and the next attack roll against the target by somebody who isn't me has advantage. Yes. So uh, that is eight, and I'll also roll a superiority die. Uh, with an eight, Ooh. there's 16 points of slashing Ooh. damage. Oh, okay. And you have a second attack, my friend. And I will make my second attack against the woman as well for a 24. Okay. For eight points of slashing, eight oh, all rounds. Oh, jeez. Wow. 24 points of slashing okay. damage. Um, she looks wounded at this point pretty well, right? You got two really big cuts in with your sword here. Dang. All right. Um, I will, yeah, I'll, I'll sit where I am and I'll end my turn. <laughs> okay. Kalathe. Uh, she would also like to charge in. Perfect. With with her lance. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, hmm. Where are you going? <laughs> I guess yeah. I guess I'll go to this thingy, this guy right here. That guy. Okay. Right, cool. Uh, and so I can charge. So if I move at least 30 feet straight towards mm -hmm. the target and hit it with a melee weapon attack in the same turn, you can immediately follow that attack with a bonus action. Right. And I can make an attack against that target with my hooves. So I'd like to do that. So it needs so, 30 feet. Uh, I think was that, that was 25. But you can like, but if you go backwards, you don't have enough movement to, how much movement do you have? <laughs> uh, where do I check that? It is on your sheet as movement Speed. in the top middle. Or uh, speed. Yeah, oh, 40. Yeah, so you could oh, 40. back yeah. up a little bit and then charge okay, yeah, yeah. forward. Yeah, okay, I back up to get a little bit of, you know, running speed. Yeah. Okay, and then um, I do this, right? 12 I, I to do this. Uh, with the lance for a 12. Um, as, as a note, the lance is a reach weapon. So within five feet, it's a disadvantage. But if you were like back here, and you make oh, your attack. Okay. So I'm just going to put you there and say, yes, a 12 okay. does hit. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, God. All right, hold on. There you go. Yeah. So 14 points of damage. You finish your movement, and then you can make your hoof attack afterwards. <laughs> attack. The nine, unfortunately, <laughs> will miss, but that is Dang 14 it. points of big lance damage. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, uh, that is your first attack. So you get a second one, but you are now in melee range of the creature because you've used your hoof attack. <laughs> so you can use your okay. lance, but it's a disadvantage. Okay. Um, could, can I hoof him again? You can. Okay, great. I'd like to hoof him again. Yeah, okay. A 10, unfortunately, again, will miss as he ducks Yay. underneath the hooves. <sighs> She's just like... Over here, just, just like stomping. <laughs> no, I'm enjoying my undeath. <laughs> you can't convince me otherwise, Mom. Oh. Okay. Damn it. Okay, I guess that's it. All right. Uh, it is time for the woman with a dagger's turn. Let's see how. Uh, let's see how she does here. Um, so we are going to. She is going to use her action here to. Gosh, I guess I attempt to stab Reginald. Um, and then she is also going to summon a spiritual weapon as well. 
Um, so she's going to get a couple of dagger attacks here. As a 15 on the first and a 23 on the second, Reginald. Uh, so the first one misses, and I would like to use my reaction to repost her. Okay. And attack her. Uh, as a Battlemaster thing, for a 13. Uh, a 13, I believe, just hits here. It does. Okay. And uh, that is for 12 Jesus. points of slashing. Okay. And six, 18 points on the repost. God damn. Okay. That's, is that a max roll? No, it's not. It's not. You're oh, very strong. <laughs> what the hell? Okay. Um, she's bleeding profusely. There is blood pouring out of her here. Um, I scaled these encounters up. I should have done better. Uh, she does get the, the one dagger the hit The second here one does hit me, yes. For five piercing damage. Uh, the spiritual Oof. weapon is a 20 to hit for seven more force damage here. Oof. Joel, I forgot to add some damage to the first attack. Am I allowed to do it now? No! Ah. What do you mean? It's the best named ability in the game, though. Do it right, next time! <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Okay, oh uh, the other ghoul is going to get up off the, uh, uh, the table here, runs forward, and is going to attack the paralyzed wolf. Oh, no. Uh, so you cannot move. These are... Basic, move. Yeah, so any benefit that you gained from your uh, your dexterity on your armor class is just gone. So your natural armor here is 11. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, the claws at a 15 and the bite at a 19 will hit. Yes. Uh, the you nine, are going to hit a dog. That's what I say in my brain. <laughs> the <laughs> no nine, here. nine more slashing damage here have down to four due to your rage and then five piercing damage from the bite have down to two. So I believe that's all my wolf hit points gone. Did, did any 11. carry over? Because you did get um, hit previously so you said already. five and how much was it total? Uh, this was two and four. So that was six on this round. Okay. Um, and then you got hit in the oh, previous round for four. I have one hit point left. Yep, then you are still good. So one. All right. Great. That's their turn. Joy. All right, uh, first things first, I need to move forward because I hear fighting and I literally, like, the vision I have is actually Not enough. just nothing. Yeah. I was too far back. All right, so I am going to scooch over behind Seal. So I'm looking over their shoulder and um, I'm able to see now that lady and those ghouls. And I think the ghoul that just tried to attack uh, our wolf-formed druid here mm -hmm. uh that one on top i'm yeah. going to try and hit it with a diving bolt absolutely like, such uh, a good spell so let me Roll see if i can Ooh, cast that a right 12 does just hit Ooh. So go ahead and roll guiding bolt damage all right uh... no so click guiding bolt underneath where you rolled the 12 Click the name guiding the name bolt in guiding the chat, bolt. Amy. Mm -hmm. Oh, cast. And then it will ask what level, and you'll just do the base level cast there. Or did you do a higher level? No, it's a level two, because I have many level two spell slots. Okay, so it'll just be the 11 then, because it's saying yes. higher level cast. Okay, so it does 11 points of radiant damage, and you watch as they become lined in this radiance oh. here, making them easier to hit. It, it will be the higher jolt, uh, guiding bolts the first level spell. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um... Gosh, okay, 17 then. What does yeah, your guiding bolt good. look like? My guiding bolt, this is, uh, Joy holds out her hand and a shining beam of light comes out 
and engulfs this ghoul, um, kind of just piercing straight through it. Perfect. And it does, and it slams into the back wall there, and it lights this ghoul with this holy light, uh, making it very easy to attack from someone else. Uh, fantastic. That is your action, some of your movement. What else would you like to do? Um, I am actually going to then take another step back, <laughs> so okay. I'm still just hanging in this hallway. Perfect. Nina! Lyric style! Back at the top of the turn <laughs> order, what would you like to do? All right. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm going to move forward. Does it, how do I see, okay. I wanted to like, cause you did that arrow where it shows how much feet I can move. Yeah. I was trying to see if There's I There's a, a little ruler on the left-hand side. It looks like a comb. Ruler. Oh, I see it. And you can just click and drag and, you know, find out how far things are. Uh, you do have to select back to the, the top little selection button to move your token. But gotcha. otherwise you can get some measurements down. Okay, okay. All right, I'm gonna move to about there. Okay, okay. cool. Because Using your 30 feet of movement to run forward. Yeah. Um, I want to see if I can cast Cure Wounds on our wolf friend. Okay. Yeah, yeah go ahead. At level, let's do that at level two. Okay. Yep, Need be sure help. to tick down one of your level two slots after you cast it here, but you do okay. provide 11 points of healing to the wolf. Okay. Nice. Cool. Sweet. And then, okay. And then, um, do, okay. Do I still, I can still attack, right? No, that is your action there. My whole action. Yep, your whole action is doing that. You do have a bonus action, if there's a bonus action ability that you have that you can use. But otherwise, uh, your action was to heal the wolf. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. Um, then I guess that's it for me. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, my wolfy friend, it is the end of your turn that you get to make another constitution saving throw against the paralytic poison that runs through your veins. Please go Oof. ahead and roll me a constitution saving throw. Absolutely. Oh, I, it's cocked anyway. I'll do it on the, um, why am I not doing it on roll 20? On wolf. Yep. Let's do it. Just click the word con on your wolf sheet. On my wolf sheet, mm -hmm. everyone gets a sheet. Okay, here we go. Everyone gets a sheet. That is a four, unfortunately, oh. and the par paralysis continues. It's the wolf Oof. unable to move. Dang. Okay. Okay, that's it. The ghoul in front of Calathe here is going to make multiple attacks against uh, <laughs> our centaur friend. Um, we'll see how that goes. A little, a little bite, a little claw action. Uh, is an 8 on a 1st and a 14 on the 2nd. Both of these will clatter off your armor. Steel. <laughs> she just laughs at him. <laughs> I'm not very fast, but I am cool and undead. <laughs> ha! All right, Steel. What do you think? All right. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm, oh, gosh. There's so many options here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to run into the room right behind Nina. Okay. Hmm. Are the, the two ghouls attacking Adele? Both uh, of them? No, one ghoul had been laying into the per paralyzed wolf here. The other ghoul okay. just attacked Calathe. Okay. Uh, Adele has run in and healed the wolf. Okay. I'm trying to, so if I move those two squares, that's, that's not even half my movement. So mm -hmm. one square is how big? Five. Five feet, yes. 
Okay, because I have some spells that I think affect everyone, not just baddies. Some some so, area of effect things to be careful with. Yeah, yes. Yeah, just oh, fire fireball all the room. Fireball yeah, we start to light everyone on fire. No, Full um. Credits. <laughs> uh, so one, two, three, four. Okay, I'm going to run over here behind this ghoul. Okay. And I would really like to. That's 15 feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the my friends are not 15 feet. They're like past 15 feet away from me, right? They are 10 feet. Crap. Okay, then I'm gonna use my whole. I'm gonna go back into this scary corner. Okay, um, running through this space here, the ghoul will be able to get an attack of opportunity against you as you run past him. Worth it. Worth it. Okay, he lashes out with his claws here. This is a 16 to hit for okay, six me... slashing damage. And I need a constitution saving throw. Don't fail me. Oh, this isn't, okay, this is fine. This is great. That um, is a nine. nine. As you get slashed by the ghoul and you get frozen in place as the paralytic poison enters your veins. I forgot about the poison. <laughs> All right. So worth it. So it wasn't, it was worth it for the cool factor, but not for other <laughs> but factors. Unfortunately so. <laughs> not, you get stopped in your tracks here. Uh, I don't think I can do anything. That else. is it. <laughs> so, okay. Good work, Reginald. Yes. Uh, I am going to start out with a good old-fashioned attack against the woman in front of me. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for an eighteen, it absolutely hits. Uh, for an eight-point slashing damage, and I would like to invoke Fury of the Small. There you go. Which nice. adds three points of damage because I'm they so, are. Reginald, I thought you were so tall. I am incredibly tall, but it's a technicality. It's called Don't worry Fury about of it. the Tall, actually. Oh, that's right, Fury oh, of the wow, Tall. I'm a wow. huge guy. Yeah, just absolutely <laughs> massive. And Reginald, uh, how much does that add for you? Three points of slashing. Three points, three points for eleven points of damage here, and yes, the woman with the dagger, daggers, does go down. All right, and then I'm gonna spin on the spot, and I assume this ghoul is still lit up with the guiding bolt Indeed, effect. Indeed, yes. Okay, I'm gonna attack that one with my second attack. Okay. At advantage. Uh, that is a 21. Absolutely hits. Where I will also expend a superiority dice to do distracting strike. Okay. Uh, so that is 11 points of slashing damage, and. Uh, 15 in total, four with the superiority dice. Okay, yeah. Looking uh, incredibly injured at this point. Between the Guiding Bolt and this big slash, it is barely hanging on. All right, and then I'm gonna action surge. Okay, here <laughs> we I'm go. Gonna, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna attack it again. Yeah, <laughs> this time without the advantage, but you do no, get to attack 10. it again. For the 10, it will be able to I'm dodge gonna, out of the way. And then I'm gonna attack it again. Yes! <laughs> For an 11. And the 11 oh, will good. miss, unfortunately, oh. as it ducks underneath and tries to swipe back at you. Too much uh, too much adrenaline, hyped yeah, up from my own fury. Swinging and, wildly. Uh, yeah, from there, I, I will end my turn where I'm standing, I guess. Okay, Calathe, you are within melee range of this ghoul in front of you. Reginald seems to have dispatched the woman with the daggers. What would you like to do? Uh, if I were to switch out to my battle axe, that would that be an action? I would say it takes your movement. Like, it takes part of your movement to do so. Okay. Because uh, you got to, like, put the lance away and pull yeah, out yeah. the axe, and it takes some um, time. Okay, and if I took a step back with the lance... You would not see. You would receive an attack of opportunity from that's the That's what creature. I was... Yeah, okay, cool. So, okay, I'll, I'll give up my movement for that, then, um, okay. for the battle axe. So I will try to hit him. Yep. With 
this? A 10, unfortunately, is going to miss as he bounces backwards away from you. Ah, it seems that I am still quick in undeath. Okay, I get, I get another one, though. You do. An 11. 11? Still too fast for you. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, well, you know what? Um, you, I still get to... You also have action surge. I, I do. <laughs> um... God. Okay, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I'll okay. Do action surge. Um, so does that mean I get another attack? Another two. Get another action. Another yeah. two. Okay. You get a full action. 24! There you go. Yes, as the backswing on the battle axe finds the mark on the ghoul. Go ahead and roll Thank me some you. damage for that one. It'll be 10, oh, 10? 10 total okay. points of damage on the first swing, and you get an additional one here. Okay. As you become a blender for 24 <laughs> again. Okay. Roll um, again. For yeah. Whoa, for 14 total points of damage. And yes, yeah. um, between this and the previous attacks that you've had, the de re-deaths door, undeaths uh -huh. door. Yeah, he's uh -huh. uh, yeah. a mess. It's not looking good. Okay, also, I get one last thing. What is it? Um, <laughs> It's my shield master. I get to shove him. You just want to push him away? <laughs> I just want to shove him. Okay. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so you get to push him. It is a contested athletics check, I believe. So roll me athletics. Roll high. He's actually rolled pretty well. It's a 17. 21. Nice! And he gets shoved five feet backwards. Boof! Clattering into the table that he was strapped to. And he goes, hey, that's not very nice! Kalathi spits on him. Whoa! In this economy? All right. Um, okay. Kalathi, uh, anything else? No, just dust off Perfect. Her. Uh, the ghoul that has been attacked by Reginald has two paralyzed people around it, and Reginald, it looks at you, its long slavering tongue out. Oh, come on then, mate. And Go then on. looks at you and turns around and launches themselves at Steel. <laughs> the easier meal. Uh, Steel. That is incredibly unchivalrous, my friend. <laughs> yep. Uh, steel to the 20 and a 17 to hit here. The nine piercing damage from the bite as it grabs into you with its long teeth and the eight slashing damage from its poisonous claws here as it tears into your paralyzed body. Okay, real quick. Um, what were the two numbers again? Nine and eight. It's not, it's not looking good right now. No, okay. not really. And he's no, just like latched good. onto you, completely ignoring you now. Reginald is trying to eat steel. Gosh. Joy, it is your turn. Oh, I am. I'm gonna get a little bit closer, so I'm gonna scooch all the way up into this doorway. I just, I'm actually gonna get in this room, so I could see everything. And uh, the same <laughs> one that I had hit before, that same one of them ghouls. Mm -hmm. uh, I am. Uh, I'm gonna hit it again with a little bit of nasty damage here. I'm gonna try and hit it with the same attack. Uh, but this time at a lower level, the Guiding Bolt. Okay, so it's like a first level Guiding Bolt here. Yup. All right, let me hit that right one right there. Uh, Bubble. Absolutely. Wow, nice. A 22 yeah, hits. definitely hits. Roll me that damage. As a oh, clicking underneath there. Guiding Bolt, where the 22 is, and then selecting the level that it was cast at. This is in the way. I have layers. I have layers. Too. There's layers to it. Click the name guiding bolt, not show spell description. There. That's a what spell level. Oh, I'm sorry. That is 22 points of is damage. That, that is two, two off gone? max. It's two, two off, max, off so. max at a at a 4d6. 
you see this ghoul latched onto steel and it gets eviscerated by the blinding radiant light of your blast and is a move from existence. Nice. Okay. Uh, Joy is very proud of herself. She has uh, fulfilled a duty as a, uh, at a as a grave cleric and um, cleansed an undead. Um, Doing pretty good. Hopefully sending its soul to rest because it was kind of a jerk. It was. Anything else you'd like to do, Joy? Uh, no, I'm going to chill where I am. Okay, Nina, there is one ghoul remaining here, the rather mouthy one, as it were. What would you like to do? All right, I'm going to move to this square over here. Come on. Uh, I don't know why my character... Make sure you have the selection tool. Top left is on the pointer yeah. rather than the measuring tool. It it definitely is on it. Okay. So where are you trying to go? You can uh, click and hold right up behind here. Reginald. Right behind Reginald. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm going to like aim for this this other ghoul with my short bow. Okay. I mean my long bow. Yeah, absolutely. Pull out the long bow again after healing the wolf. A 19 absolutely hits. Go ahead and roll me some damage. For nine, and that will be plenty to bring this ghoul down. As it strikes his heart, he goes, No! My undeath was so short! <laughs> and he dies. Again. For the second time. Nicely done. I don't think I've ever seen anyone quite so into being reanimated as a corpse. Hmm... Yeah, I can't say that I've had much experience with that either. Seen a few of them before, but he was, uh, enthusiastic, I suppose. You look around I... and you note that your wolf and, uh, bard friends are still paralyzed. Foaming at the mouth. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. No, yeah, that's not good, is it? Can, can they talk? They are paralyzed. All you can see is, like, little eye movements. Um, b blink blink twice if I could pet you and if that would give you comfort. They cannot blink. Reginald, meanwhile, is just like gonna try to pat <laughs> Dog Adele on the head and be like, come on, mate, you can uh, get up now. I don't think par paralysis works that way. <laughs> oh, I, f I thought they were uh, snap okay, out okay, of it. Okay, dart, dart your eyes uh, back and forth twice if, if you want me to lift you up and put you on my back and we can carry you. <laughs> For those of you listening to the audio only, there's a lot of eye movement going on here. And as you try to discern what this wolf is trying to tell you with their eyes and steel as well, they become unparalyzed as the minute is up and the poison exits their system. We go, I told you. And both Steel and our Wolfie Adele can now move. Oh my gosh. God. I can, I can. I my panther because I just realized that it cures all the all way, way back, back here. here. Yeah. Just patiently wait, licking a paw. Just like, yeah. yeah. And now you're um, in this blood soaked room. Ew. Yeah. Thanks. I think How's I'm everyone feeling? This is. Yeah, I'm, gonna I'm actually repeating that in character. Ew, gross. That's <laughs> still. Oof. Do the zombies look like they were like dead zombies for a long time or do they kind of still look like they have like some alive so, features or like humanish qualities the ghouls you know beyond their their gray skin and the, the picture i had shown
previously here. They do have some humanoid qualities, but all semblance of their humanity is is gone. They are more functioning than zombies, but have this kind of like mindless bloodlust that they serve after uh, in their undeath. They like to eat lots of flesh. Mm. I'm shaking my wild shape, by the way. Okay, I'm just sure. gonna kick that. You've oh. undogified yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, um, I'd like to try to just uh, do an investigation check on this room. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Um, nice little 13. Okay. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> so looking in here, you see that it is clearly a workspace of some kind, right? There's these tables with leather straps on it that these ghouls were, well, hooked down to until... They were released by the woman with the daggers here. You looking around, you see that there's a chest in the room. Opening it, there's quite a lot of money and trinkets inside. Some 2,500 <coughs> copper, 950 silver, and jewelry and other trinkets worth quite a bit of gold. You also note that she is wearing this pendant around her neck. It looks rather peculiar to you. Looks kind of like a weirdly clenched hand. Ooh. Uh, can I roll a separate check on the pendant? Uh, yeah, that'll be Arcana. Check. Okay. It has this, like, clenched hand and this little, um, I guess, yeah. Taking a closer look at it, you see that it's holding this weird jewel-like heart on the end. You feel like you've seen these before in the uh, the House of Convalescence, Convalescence on the Radiant Citadel. These are called periaps of health. These allow those that deal in medicine to avoid uh, infection by disease and things like that. Or suppress disease if you become infected. Uh, I take the periapt of health. Um, I have no interest in the contents of the chest, but if somebody else does, um, that's, that's up to them. And sure. I guess Joy says, the, the woman was wearing a pendant to keep herself safe. I'm not sure if it was from the Serena or if it was from the ghouls that she was handling, but hmm. this pendant was definitely helping protect her from disease. You think maybe she was involved in uh, engineering this plague or I think like she at least was involved in engineering these ghouls. Well, yeah, that would seem to be the case. Steel's gonna stumble over to you and it's at this point you realize how hurt Steel is. Ah, <laughs> like yeah. more translucent skin than normal. Ah, it's really pretty. It starts leaning on the wall. Um, Joy casts Cure Wounds. Yeah, you got steel. Do we want to? Do you want to do it, or do you want me to do it? I got. I got. Oh, I got spell thoughts to say. Great. And that's a little. I'll take it. Also, can can I cure? Can I cast it on myself as well? Yeah, absolutely. You can touch yourself. You can. I think. If you consent, you yeah. can touch yourself. Okay. Um, 
I do. I think I, I need to. If sure. uh, and I'm gonna cast it a level two, because I have it as a level two. Okay. 12. So you'll take four okay. from Joy and another twelve from yourself. Thank you, Joy. Oh, that feels much better. Oh, ah, poison really gets ya. No, okay. Just, just uh, me. You know, no, the paralysis seemed rough. So, but yeah. I blasted that guy. I didn't want him biting you. It was a show. It was I couldn't do anything, but it was a show to watch. Y'all did really well. Well, yeah, I, I could do with a little bit of a rest, I suppose, while we uh, have a look around. But I'm generally okay to keep going. We don't have that much time, Mister Fancy Pants. Outside, you only gave us an hour and a half. That it has been true, about yeah. ten minutes. Yeah, well, I, I, am, <laughs> I am gonna take a rest. I don't know sure. time. I don't have a watch. I don't have a watch. Yeah, um, and kind of like completing your investigation, looking around here, you find that there are definitely these filthy scrawl-covered pages strewn about the room as well. Look like notes of some kind, but they seem to be rather disorganized. Uh, Joy takes a look at the pages to see if she can decipher any of them. Sure. Uh, roll me just like a quick intelligence check to see how like quickly you can order this in a pattern that makes sense. Uh, okay, not bad. Yeah, you have these like shuffles of papers and fortunately for you, they're dated in a way that you understand, right? And you can kind of put these notes together here and you start to learn of some things, as it were. And yes, this woman here... Her name was Teosine, and the notes go on to research of ways to corrupt the magic of the Night of the Remembered, this celebration that is coming up. There is this person named within the notes uh, a Pazuzu, but all mention of it makes it seem like it's a greater being. Something from beyond the plane that you exist on. And there's mention of a dark sorcerer called Orencio as well. And this research continues on here. And it mentions uh, a young man, Serapio, plagued by a curse. It says here that Itzmin has convinced Serapio that Teosin is trying to find a cure for him. So the young man, cursed as he is, leaves her alone and lets her keep to her studies. Her ghouls have killed many animals, hunters, prospectors, and others wandering around for the last few months or so. That's about where the notes end. Hmm. But she was not able to find a cure. Or she was lying about trying to find a cure. Mm. She told Serapio that she was trying to find a cure, but she killed people with these ghouls. That, that doesn't sound like an act of good, or an act of healing, or an act of curse-breaking. 
Well, it looks like they were harvesting their wealth in some ways. I mean, look at all the stuff in here. I sort of gesture to the chest. And uh, how does this connect to this uh, Pazuzu or Orencio? How do they connect to this? Eocene may be serving Pazuzu. There may be a higher force at work. It is at this moment there is a rumble through the cavern and an explosion from somewhere above you probably around, oh, I don't know, the entrance of the place that you came in. The sound of rubble toppling downwards above your heads. Fortunately, the cave itself does not collapse, but whatever happened above you resulted in quite a large crash. That didn't sound good. That is our way out. If that fluffy man upstairs didn't wait for us. <laughs> can have been yeah, in here more than, what, to, uh, 15 minutes? We might want to get a wiggle on and see if we can still get out that way. Yeah, do you want to, like, go quickly up to the, the top there from around the, the path? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Sure, there's no need to, to move around on the map here. You go up to the entrance and you can clearly see that it has been collapsed inwards. The entire area oh, covered in rubble, and you note that the elevator also seems to have been dislodged from its location and gone crashing some hundred feet below. Does it seem like this was caused by an explosion, or does it sound like like the the rumbling, the collapse was just the elevator falling? Uh, I, the rumbling and the elevator falling likely came after the collapse. Okay. I think somebody doesn't want us leaving. Looks like we'll have to find another way out. Yeah, well, hopefully there's another exit to this place. I think mine's. Hopefully we'd have more than one in case that happens. It's not... We've got so many strong among us. We could definitely dig our way out. Do you guys have enough food for a month? <laughs> I think I'm just short. I pull out the tacos. <laughs> we do have tacos. This will, <laughs> this will not last. There's <laughs> already two missing. <laughs> oh. Good tacos. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Granny Bramble Batter is actually eyeing the tacos. <laughs> you can't oh, no. see her, and you just hear, Oh, if for growing young folk like you, that's barely enough for a day. I agree. So, when I was trying to go around the ghoul that mm. paralyzed me, um, I noticed, at least on the map, that there was another hallway. There is. It goes deeper uh, down. And actually, Steel, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Okay. Since you were the closest to this particular entrance. Got a good, hopefully a good look at it. Mm -hmm. As paralyzed as you were. As that's paralyzed as 20. I was. It stinks that's of rotting flesh. Ugh. That Ooh. direction is just this overwhelming stench of death. Can't smell. Oh. Uh, there Can't was smell. another hallway. 
where I stopped. It's dark, obviously, but there was another way. It, it did smell awful, though. Some might say, uh, putrid, even. Mm. Uh, no issue for Joy me. takes out a stick of incense and lights it. And, uh, carries that with her. Great. Honestly, I think anything would help. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't have enough hands to hold more incense. <laughs> I would take one from you if you gave me one to help Everyone's with it. We were just like holding a tiny little incense stick. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little spark. Uh, Joy hands another one uh, to steal, saying, For your nose. Thank you. I say we try that way. Yeah. Towards the stench. And so you go down even further here. The stench continuing to become even more horrendous. And I'm going to drag you a little bit south here don't worry i'll give you a little click to the location um you would have come from this direction up here and what you observe is this charnel heap hundreds of humanoid and animal bones fill the chamber in Ew. heaps mm. do they look fresh or do they look like they've been sitting there for a long Probably time a nice little nature check to three. It is hard to tell. It is a mix, though. You can definitely tell that, right? Like, there are so many bones that look picked clean, and then there are some that look very fresh. Uh, Joy would like to, um, go through this chamber and cast a gentle repose, uh, mm. for each of these corpses, uh, using using her, her abilities as a cleric to hopefully keep these corpses from, from, rotting from rising further? From, oh, okay, from I see. becoming undead from uh, mm. being affected by other necromancy. Okay. Um, there are hundreds of them, mm. and they it are stacked in piles here. How long are you wanting to do this, and how much do you want to sift through it? I think I just need to give them a touch and a sprinkle of salt, so... Uh, it takes about six seconds to do the rites. It's also a second-level spell, right? Yeah. yeah. It is a second-level spell for each body. Is it for each? Yes. Oh, it says on each of the corpse's eyes. I assumed it meant that I could... Uh, uh, I could uh, do it on uh, on a group of rebellions. You touch a corpse or other remains for the duration the target is protected from decay and cannot become undead. So it'd be singular. Ah, I thought it could be used as a group right. Or remains. Yeah. Well, then I will give it a simple prayer. Prayers are good, too. And hopefully they move on to the afterlife uh, effectively. But you find uh, now that the incense is not doing very well, even no, in the room here. bad in here, and we should leave, maybe light the room on fire. Oh, uh, I do. Um, I, I noticed that there's some spaces along the walls that yes. we could maybe cross around. I don't really have, I mean, I have like create bonfire in order to just like set fire. I'm not planning on touching the bodies at all, but like being able to, I don't know. I mean, I guess that I also have a 
Um, I also have a torch with me as well. I think now will probably be the time that I light my own torch okay. and just start walking around the walls. Um, uh, I follow so I you. Really... Yeah, along, I don't actually along the edge of the room. I assume it's the side that the the bodies don't seem to extend. Yeah, like over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of like going around the northern side of the room and over towards the eastern like alcove there. There does seem to be a bit of a walkway that's been created, probably on purpose for the disposal <laughs> of these bodies by whoever was bringing them down here. Um, and you are able to kind of maneuver your way around. Is there anything else that you would like to do in this room before proceeding down the next passage? Um, has everybody followed us? That, yeah, I'll be following. Uh, I would like to, uh, as we leave, uh, use my my candles and ginger to uh, set the corpses aflame as best as I can. Okay. And if you had that create bonfire, um, it would be appreciated. I uh, would like to help leave, lead these to rest. I think uh, so. I would like to. I would like to mechanically make a perception check but i also would just like to see like yeah their bodies but like is this about something are they just like scattered thrown here are there like etched into the bone anything like runes or anything i don't know kind of things so if you want to like start here. digging through the bodies it is an investigation I... If you just want to take a cursory glance, you can try, but it is going to be more, much more difficult to notice anything like specific yeah. about bones or bodies. I'll go to an older, kind of more bleached kind of bone and just try to pick it up, interface with it, and investigate right, it. Just roll investigation. 12. Uh. doesn't seem to have any runic markings or anything on that. It does seem to have teeth marks, as if it was chewed on by something. Perhaps a ghoul upstairs. Yeah. Okay, um, I'll put it back, and I'll just... Um, I think we should... I I'm going to leave these here. I don't... I think that the lady was... No, the person before was... Um, raising the dead, and because she is not here, we do not... Have to worry yeah, about I, it. I don't think we can do much for these, to but be honest. Do but as, we don't have long to help. Yes, do People as you believe. Um, uh, so uh, once everybody else has kind of filtered out of the room, uh, Joy will turn to the, the yeah, corpses. One, one moment, Joy. I know, Steele, yeah. you were trying to speak earlier. Is there something oh, that you mm -hmm. wanted to do in the room first? Uh, well, if I saw Adele doing it, because I, I was already thinking about checking out the bones yeah. a little bit. So I think if I saw Adele start going towards a dry one, I, I wouldn't be opposed to checking out a fresher one. A wet, wet one? Roll, roll <laughs> me an investigation check one. on a wet one. Just to see, like, uh, if there is anything noticeable um, or important. And also, like, just out of caution, like, if we light it on fire, is that going to make things worse? Sure. Because mm -hmm. it might be our only way out. Mm-hmm. Comes down to it. So, investigation? Yes. Okay. Oh, damn. An 11. An 11. Um, I think what you realize with your investigation here is that, yes, you could magically put a fire onto this stinking wet pile of refuse and bodies. Um, it is going to create an uproarious amount of smoke. Uh, and right now, all you know is that above you is a cave-in. You do not have mm -hmm. an exit at the moment. This would also mean that this direction would become a fiery pile of dead bodies. 
you can burn them, but there might be some consequences to the action. Uh, if somebody would prefer I not, then I can definitely just say rights for them. Just I a mean, thought. Oh, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, enclosed environment, that amount of burden might be uh, a little dangerous for us. Right, the health of our lungs, not just the sanctity of the dead. For now, I will pray to my gods, ask them to let these corpses find rest. They look as though they've been chewed on, maybe by those ghouls who were upstairs. Oh, that Teocene seemed to be doing some awful things. Nefarious. The sooner we get out of here, the better. I agree. Um, so, the party proceeds around and deeper into the cavern here. I'm just going to get everyone into one place so I can move. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Proceeding further down, you come and find yourself in a room. You would have come from this direction over here. Damaged furniture here looks like it's been dragged into the area to create some form of study. Two bookshelves stand alongside chairs and a desk is covered with papers. The rough cave walls feature gouges as if some powerful creature dragged its claws across the stone. Walk hmm. over to the, the study. It, it's a study, so there's probably notes somewhere or books on the bookshelf. Sure. Um, if I can scout those out. Yeah, and, uh, pick, pick one yeah. of them and then someone else can do the other. Yeah. Um... I can look at the bookshelves. Okay. Taking a look at the, the bookshelf here, if you would like to investigate it, you're more than welcome to. Roll me an investigation check. Yeah. Let's see if this goes better. Okay. Investigation. Nice. A 20. Cool. The bookshelves here hold a mix of fiction, histories, and more. As you scan the shelves, you find that there is actually a spell scroll here of lesser restoration and a book containing the ritual spells for alarm, find familiar, and illusory script. Uh, does it seem to match the handwriting of the previous uh, pages that Joy was able to put It together? does not. These okay. are all, like, actual books with authors oh, and scrolls. names, like yeah. a spell scroll that was clearly written by someone with the capability of doing so. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, friends, uh, there is a scroll over here. Um, I'm not really sure who could have written these, but something to keep our eyes out for. This lesser restoration might help us in the future. You said there were scratches on the wall? Yes. Can I investigate those, or is it kind of an obvious thing? Um, what would you be looking for? How big whatever might have made this is, if it came from the ghouls upstairs, sure. like, okay. what might have caused it? Yeah, roll me, roll me an investigation of those as well. Nice. An eight. An eight. It's pretty clear to you that it's larger than what the ghouls' claws could have done, and you don't think, as sharp as the ghouls' claws were, that they could leave the depth of gouges in the stone that whatever this thing is, has. I'll run my hands through it 
and then turn back to the group. Does anyone know what could have made this? I mean, they they're pretty serious marks, aren't they? I mean, we have had some sort of thing described to us. Maybe, maybe it's that. Could I possibly identify type of creature th with my druid abilities, like me being a druid and all? Yeah, you can roll me a nature check. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, with your druidic background, you can do it at advantage. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. <It's a> Twenty. <laughs> nice. As you kind of hey, like get better. a get a feel of <laughs> it here, better. it's it looks like. The way that some of the stone is hooked into, like talons made these gouges, large talons. Mm. And you said that there were notes on the floor? So, um, there is this desk here. As you look at it, you see that there are nubs of charcoal and drawings scattered across the desk. Okay. I definitely want to look at those, especially being that, you know, I draw in my free time. Sure, absolutely. You would note that the sketches here range from mundane portraits and cityscapes to ghastly renditions of demonic faces with saucer-sized eyes. Some of the cityscape versions have words, as if it was naming the location. Does anything seem familiar to me, like any of the names of the location? Have you been to uh, San Sitlan before? Hmm, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, then more than likely it doesn't, but uh, Los Gavilanes is the name on the kind of like neighborhood-esque cityscapes, uh, and you would note that they are just written on the drawing itself. As you are examining the drawings, you note a couple of things. One sketch depicts an elegantly dressed tiefling. As you recognize that it's absolutely, it's me. Numerous of the cityscapes show this distinctive neighborhood. One of the manor houses that are converted into apartments that are common uh, within San Sitlan. Many of these sketches bear the caption, home next to the Los Gavilanes in the legend, written by a shaky hand. Okay, so I look through the sketches and then I kind of tell everybody what I see. And I kind of, well, I, I, I'm curious about the ones with, you said there was creatures with like saucer-shaped eyes. Like, mm -hmm. what is Demonic that? Demonic faces with saucer-shaped eyes. Yeah, and I kind of look to everybody and be like, "What do you all think this is?" Like, I think it's owls. <laughs> I said you can't trust them. We saw one before. These claw marks could be from giant owls, monster owls. <laughs> okay, I put the sketches back, and I'm like. I'm not looking at those to creep me out, but the one you said that there was one of the person that we met before. I'm sorry, what was that? You said that there was a sketch of one of the people that we met before. The tiefling eats me, the one that you met outside. Hmm. Dang, I did not get that that guy was a tiefling. Whoops. <laughs> oh, really? I, the tiefling oh, yeah, exits tiefling the... Hipster. Care, the cart has one broken horn, and one of them, like, 
you know, made into a jade, jade prosthetic. As this curling oh. mustache. Oh, hey, listen. That guy. There's okay. other guys with horns already. There is so many <laughs> other guys with horns. Yeah. So then I show that to the group and be like, look, there's a drawing of this dude here. Clearly, he's connected somehow to this. And why would this drawing be here? That's kind of weird. Why would he want to, sh to shut this place down? His he mine. He also, yeah, blew up the mine so we can't get out now. Clearly, well, he's we not. We don't know that was him. But I do think it was him. He did say that the mine was abandoned earlier before we came down, so something's not adding up. He didn't tell us the whole story here. And he owns this place, too. Yeah. Is he, uh... Do we think that he is connected to this Orencio or Pazazu somehow? Or even the sorcerer in the previous room? Or do we think maybe they were working with him for him uh, he did not seem strong enough to be working to be making them work for him but if but he it's... has the money and he yeah. did used to have a silver mine yeah. this silver mine what if he's been directing where this curse goes so people die so he can get their houses so he can buy land. I think that this man is a shady real estate broker. You know what? That's not that far-fetched. I could totally see him, you know, pushing people out of these towns and then taking the land. Yeah, now I don't know why he's burning like this city down, but it's abandoned and maybe it's just to hide the crime. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've known worse estate agents, so maybe. This is all a, a scheme to get more land? According to my hunch, which is based in very little. <laughs> and the faces our DM is making, which are very funny. You're doing great. You're doing awesome. <laughs> He's absolutely a real estate broker. He works for BlackRock. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Jeez. <laughs> I do believe this man is probably shady. It seems very much like he is shady. Um, but I do worry about these scratches on the wall. Oh, yes. There's probably a monster in here. Is everybody feeling well enough to fight? I am not at my full potential. Um, Joy is going to cast another cure wound. <laughs> Hold on to your spell slots because I will not need them. I will cast cure wounds. Okay. <laughs> um, it's gonna Thank only you. be one d8, but uh... it's always better than nothing. Yeah. Both of us could use it, and I'm also yeah. going to take that uh, scroll of lesser restoration. Sure. Okay. Um, I don't have the spell on roll twenty, but I can roll a d8 and let you know because mm -hmm. it's plus two. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's six. Sweet. That's almost. Eight. I'm like one shy, well, I don't know, out, out of character, one shy of my full potential, so <laughs> that's great. Oh, nice. Any, does anybody else need a top-up? I'm fine. It should be good. Mm -hmm. um, I'm probably all right, to be honest. Oh, he's so all right, he disappeared. <laughs> so wait, can I just get a read on Reginald to see, like, if he is actually fine? I can't tell, because I'll be fine, kind of. That's like the vibe I yeah. get, so. You can give it a go. I mean, he, uh, I, he doesn't. He doesn't look too injured. Like I'm going to do with a little cure wounds anyway. 
Okay, he has a couple of scrapes on him, but he, he genuinely doesn't look too injured. Uh, eight. Joy uh, bops him on the head for eight healing. Reaches Lovely. up, right? Because he's so incredibly yes, I tall. Yes, I have to reach up to... to yeah. To so incredibly tall. Uh, he now looks virtually unscathed, I will say. Oh, That stab wound from the dagger seems to be receding yeah, rather fine. nicely. It's just a little stab, it's fine. Just a little stab. Mm. Um, Yeah, okay, anything else no. that you'd like to do in the room? No, I, I think um, if we meet whatever is, you know, causing this or whatever monster caused this, um, I say that before we launch into killing it, we try to assess if it is being controlled. Or, I don't know. I, do, I don't truly think this thing is wanting to do bad. Certainly other parties involved, so yeah. I think you're right. Okay, let's continue. Should we then. move forward? Uh, as a question, are you taking the drawings with you, or are you leaving them? Uh, I, I think, think we should make sense to take them. Yeah, and... they seem like evidence. Yeah. As you gather the charcoal drawings, something shiny clatters to the ground. What is it? You look at it. It's half of a hinged silver locket. It seems to contain a tiny pencil portrait of a warmly smiling woman. Does it look like anyone we know? It does not. Hmm. Who's, who is that? What do they look like? Um, they look a little older. Um, they do seem to be human. The warm, smiling face. Uh, they're wearing one of those large straw hats, and you can kind of like make out the the bit of a serape around them. There. They look like they could have been someone's mother. Uh, is, is there anything on the back of it? Maybe the back is and... just you know the back of this silver locket. It does seem to be missing its hinged piece. Does anything in the notes that we found correlate with what this woman looks like at all? There is no drawing of the woman in the um, the charcoal drawings that you can match to. Okay. Hmm. Think we keep moving? Yep. Okay. Maybe we will find what this is important for. And keep moving. All right. We will gather the group together. Do you take the locket with you as well? Yes. All right. And so we move uh, further down into the cavern here um, to a, a sizable room. The cavern ceiling here is some 30 feet high. And strange symbols are scrawled across the walls. There are these skeletons of these two huge creatures, one embedded in the east wall and the other coiled around an altar covered in filthy feathers. Uh, I'd like to see if I recognize what kind of skeleton it is. Same. Okay, uh, it is a nature check. 
Alright, let me hit you with one of those nature checks. Ooh. As a natural okay. 20. Nice. I'm so good at bones. Nice. I'm like a doctor or whatever. And Adele, yeah, you kind of recognize these, Adele, because you have one of these in your repertoire, right? Mm. A smaller yep. version of... They're definitely, for us at home, they're dinosaur bones. They look yeah. carnivorous in nature. The one that is on the wall and the one curled around the altar here. Um, yeah, they're definitely the bones of long-dead dinosaurs. Hmm. Bones that are sticking out of these walls, these bones curled around this altar. They're something called a dinosaur. Giant feathered beast. This is true, I can turn into one of them. Um, yes, that, that think that uh Yes, we should investigate further. Okay. Um uh, yeah, go ahead and roll a little investigation as you take a look at the rest of the room here. Yeah, I'm going to move kind of this way. I'm that open. Yeah. Investigation. Okay. Yeah, 16, nice. 24. Ooh, Nina. Yeah. Dang, Nina. So, taking a look around the room here, Nina, you find that there are these scrawls in a language. Do you understand abyssal? Let me see. No. There are scrolls of this language that you do not understand all over the walls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask the group, does anybody understand this language? There seems to be some kind of language written on the wall. Does anybody know it? Uh, I speak a few languages, but not that one, I'm afraid. No. No. Mm -mm. Nope. Not here. Mm. Uh, okay. It's, yeah, the altar, there's nothing on the altar, right? The altar itself here is just covered in feathers in some blood. Maybe they are making owls here? Sure. <laughs> um, I'd like to be. cast detect magic. Sure. You cast detect magic. The room lights up around you. The words themselves emanate magic. And as you focus on it, you note that it is transmutation. It is like the words of a spell on the stones. The skeletons also have a bit of magic there, but it seems to be fading rather rapidly. Doesn't look like they hold much. The altar also seems to be somehow interconnected with the words on the wall in that same transmutation. I'm over by the dinosaur. Mm -hmm. Is there anything over there of interest? Yeah, so that's the, the altar in the curled dinosaur here. This platform okay. here okay. is actually the remains of the elevator at the very bottom oh, here, okay. having collapsed to the ground. Perhaps we could rebuild it if we get stuck down here. Are <laughs> uh, uh, any of us schooled engineers? We none. might need to become one. <laughs> well, we'd have time to practice if we're stuck down here, so... 
Joy, you had a look for a second. Um, I'm just wondering, are they making owls down here? I don't know what they're making, but they're changing something. These, these bones, this room, it's all been been affected by transmutation magic. Very, very weird. Um, hmm. is, is it possible to see if there was anything under the elevator before, like, to see if anything, like it might have landed on anything or anything like that? Uh, there seems to be like a platform here that it is smashed against, okay. um, but you could dig through the rubble if you'd like to. No. Uh, Caliphate, roll me a perception check. Oh, God. Come on, Centaur. Uh, 11? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your sensitive, long equine ears twitch <laughs> as you feel a breeze from the hallway in your southwesterly direction. Feels mm. as if the air is being pulled that way. Like, just airflow, not like. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Clath will go over to Reginald. There's a wind that's going through that hallway right there. Well, that means that's a way out then. All I right, suggest we go. go take a look. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll start walking to have a look down it. Yeah. And I don't oh, think yeah. our group is like able to approach things stealthily. Because we have not a single Yeah, like a centaur and a cat <laughs> and a goblin. The yeah. tunnel as you look down it here, Reginald, extends far beyond your your current dark vision. But you can see that the eerie scrawls cover the walls of this long, straight tunnel, and this breeze, you feel it pushing you towards it. This is being pulled from the mine itself. You see that foul-looking feathers litter the floor. Claw marks gouge the stone walls. And there's this faint scent of smoke in that direction. Well, we can either stay here and go with Steele's idea of rebuilding the elevator, or it's the spooky, smoky tunnel. What are we gonna do? I vote spooky tunnel, but... I like the tunnel idea. Yeah, let's keep going. The elevator right, well, could be plan B. It could plan be plan B. B, yes. Plan B, yes. Plan B. We will, all, we will have to use the elevator at some point, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. We proceed down the long tunnel. And you go for quite some time. If anyone would like to make a, a religion check for the feathers found in the area, I would love that. I'll hit that since I was looking at them bones. Them bones. Them bones. Mm. Looking at it here, you find that... Nice. Wow, steel. Nina, Caliphate. Jeez. All of you come across, and Joy as well, with a 14. You find that these are non-natural feathers. They don't come from any animal that you know of. They're blackened, twisted, oily to the touch. Seem maybe come from something a little bit more fiendish in nature. Hey, do these feathers seem messed up to anyone else? They look very greasy. 
Really gross. Yeah, definitely doesn't look like something natural. The tiefling upstairs, he was wearing feathers, wasn't he? <laughs> and they were greasy. Damn it. He was greasy, really. <laughs> That's true. I what if he's just down he, here? I remember him uh, being more oily than greasy, but yes. <laughs> I guess that is a little bit different. <sighs> Do. Be cautious. <laughs> yeah. Um, those of you, does anyone have proficiency in survival? Uh, yes. I do. Yeah? Nice. Okay. Those of you with proficiency um, in survival here, you sense the direction that you're actually traveling. You're going south towards San Sitlan. Eventually, the tunnel leads out into the nighttime sky into a dry cenote in the district of Los Gavilanes. You're inside the city itself. There are scaffolds that lead upwards and out of the tunnel that you are in and into the city proper. And you can see that there are people amid the scaffolding. They seem surprised to see you emerge, but don't really entertain you in any way. They don't come towards you. They seem to be huddled around various different bits of small flames that they keep at night. What would you like to do? This is weird, right? Yes. That's a bit yeah. weird, yeah. Very. Uh, this is not the mining town. I think we should talk to uh, one of them. I agree. Yes. Uh, and as we try maybe to find someone, I'd like to look around and see if there's anything more ab out of place than yeah. what's already out of place. <laughs> sure. Roll me a perception check. 14. Nice. Okay. Um, cool. You hear something above you. Hmm. You hear music, the sounds of celebration above the scaffolding level out amongst the city. Do you hear that? The melody. It's a pretty song. A happy one. Is that Sounds music? like a festival of sorts. Do the people seem to hear it? When we we look at them. Do Are any of them like them? kind of vibing a little? Yeah. Are any of them vibing? Um, yeah, like dancing. Like are, are any no, of their hips shaking? None of them dance. They all seem to be rather subdued. Ooh. They are clearly the impoverished and downtrodden of this city. They do not. They are not taking part in the festivities above. Can we tell if they're, like, in a trance or, they, like... They note you. They see you here. Oh. Some of them visibly shiver as if they are affected with the curse. But none of them approach you. They seem rather wary of newcomers coming out of the cavern here. But no, 
They don't make any moves towards you. They just stay huddled either in their little packs of three or four or around the small fires they've built along the scaffolding. Are they shivering? Some are. Oh. Um, I'm going to wave to one of the groups that's close to us and say, Hello! Um, hi! Uh, we just came out of that cave. Hi, can you help us? One of the men looks over at you, looks at you up and down. No, no, there's no help. And turns their back to you. Can you tell us where we are, at least? San Citlan. Dang, we walked a long way. And, uh, do you know either of these people? Um, and I will take... I don't know, I don't want to steal the locket or sale of drawings from anyone, but I kind of want to see what their reactions are to either the drawing of, uh, Oily Feather and, um, <laughs> the locket, the person in the locket. Did anyone in specific take it? I was just um, asked if like the group had it. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll just see. I, I had the locket piece, so I'll give it to you. Lassie, thank you. Yes, perfect. Um, I will just hold both of them up. Uh, so the locket and what was the other one? The drawing of um, it's it's oh, me. Yeah. It's me? And they all like kind of look up at it, and there's definitely some reaction here, but none of them mm -hmm. address you. Seems that like they need a bit of coaxing. Hey, hey, if you all talk to us and we, we can share some conversation, we can maybe help each other. I've got a, a more direct idea. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll reach into my coin pouch and I'll, I'll get out like a gold piece or something. And I'll say. Did anybody take you, uh, any of the gold from the cave we were in? Oh, there's uh, copper and silver, I think. Oh, any of the copper and silver? I wrote it down. It's okay. Uh, Reginald, you pull out a gold piece. Yeah, I would just say I I'm happy to uh, trade this for any relevant information for us. Their eyes immediately light up and people, they begin shoving each other backwards to be the one that talks to you. All right, all right. Well, look, maybe we can give you, give you each some silver instead so you don't have to fight over it. But any relevant information, I'm happy to pay for it, really. Uh, yeah. Roll me a, a little persuasion check. Sure to get thing. them basically to calm down from tumbling over each other to get the gold piece plan. being uh, off. Persuasion is uh, 12. Yeah, it's it's enough to get them to calm down and they kind of like step back with the promise of them each getting something. They relax somewhat. Mm. And the first that had talked to you comes on. Yes, I recognize both of them looks at the picture of Itzmi and spits on the ground. Mm. Greasy politician. The other, though, she lives in the neighborhood above Los Gavilanes. Rather nice lady. Lives in a small apartment up there. She sometimes bakes bread and brings it down for us. Mm. You know if she knows it's me or anyone involved in anything? <laughs> Everyone bit... knows it's me. Oh, I meant personally, Chiefly. sorry. He shakes his head. I don't think anyone knows him personally. And if you do, well, must That's be as oily as he is. <laughs> no. Uh, do you have any idea who name? would have a picture of her in a locket? Anyone close to her? 
Her name's Dona Rosa. Probably her son. I don't know. Dona Rosa's name. got a son. She does. Could be his locket then. Perhaps. Um, well, we have your attention. Um, what's going on up there? What's the festivities? What's being celebrated? And why aren't you celebrating? He spits on the ground again. <laughs> Night of the Remembered. Mm. But they forget about us down here. Remember the dead, forget about the living. Um, that just doesn't seem right. <laughs> you have souls to let go. You have people to remember. This should be a festival for everyone. We do not have homes to decorate. We do not have money to purchase the flowers and decorations and the food. Going up there is torture, just being able to smell the things. The things that you cannot have. My friends, uh, I turn to the team. There was quite a bit of copper and silver up there. And I think that uh, we could do a bit of toppling when it comes to, you know, economic weight and prevalence by... Uh, giving all of that to these people mm -hmm. as much as we can mm -hmm. I like that idea yeah let it be their like, celebration you know we should fight both the disease that's causing people to pass away and the disease that's continuing to repress them I love the idea great um uh great um the silver and copper, I think it was 2,500 copper and 950 silver, I believe? Yes. Something like that. Um, are we just gonna hand it to- give it to him? Oh, I- 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 that's- that's- I think that's quite a lot. That might actually yeah. get them in some trouble. I- is there anybody down here who- who everyone trusts? Who you would say could speak for you? <laughs> Smiles and looks up. Paloma, if she were here. Oh. Well, next time we see her, and I am hoping we see her again, we've got some words to have with her. It's true. Kind words, good words, I promise, <laughs> not bad ones. She was great, we hung out with her earlier, I mean... <clears throat> looks at you. Sure. I'm sure you did. Uh, anyway, about that, um, silver. Yeah, and they kind of, like, all gather around you. Why don't we give them, uh, five pieces each? Is, is probably quite a, quite a good amount, I think. It's quite a lot yeah, of money for them. Sure, yeah. that's yeah. a lot of money. If we give them the whole lot, I just think, you know, they, they might turn them into a bit of a target down here. Yeah, it's true. Okay, we can do that. Um, where do we feel we have to move on to after this? Up, up, like... Could go have a look upstairs. I mean, look, if yeah. everyone's coming out to celebrate it, maybe we'll see even Itzman or something. Or, down. Yeah. Or, uh, they the, did the say that she was in I a... Yeah, they said uh, uh, Donia Rosa was in an apartment 
Yeah. So, yeah, she might be out celebrating, bit. or we might see her on a balcony. Or mm -hmm. I think we just need to get our bearings, really. Let's do yeah. it. Okay. So you start uh, going up the scaffolding, going up to the celebration, the city. And yeah, the night of the remembered is in full swing here. There are people out on the streets. Um, it's incredibly colorful. Colorful flowers and paper decorations hang between buildings and delicious scents waft from the food stalls at every street corner. Locals wearing elaborate masks and costumes celebrate in the streets. Well-dressed skeletons walk alongside pompous-looking business barons and mischievous children in devil costumes poke at onlookers with toy tridents. Um, should we navigate our ways to Los Galivanes, I think it was? Sure. So you attempt to navigate your way into the kind of small neighborhood corner streets here. And I would love perception checks from everyone. Eighteen. Oof. Excellent. Adele, twelve. Reginald, eighteen. Steel, twenty-three. Calathe, eight. Nina, with a fourteen. Reginald and Steel. As you round the next corner, you see a jade horn of bobbing in front uh, and above some of the passers-by here. And you see It's Me stepping down off some steps in front of a building that looks very much like the charcoal drawings that you found beneath uh, the mine. And you watch as you barely notice Steel. He slips a knife into his coat and attempts to disappear into the crowd. Immediately. Yeah, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, I would go like quiet, hushed tones. Over there. It's the it's the greasy feather man. I, I and think then, the okay. Yeah. Um, and then I would whisper to all of them, he has a knife. I have a knife too. Is that big knife? <laughs> it felt pertinent. He was putting it in his pocket in a very serotypish, serotypish way. He was trying to hide it. At this point, Reginald would already be breaking off to sprint and chase okay. it. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. break off and sprint towards uh, its speed here. I and in the middle of the um, the celebration here. You chase off after him. You're not very quiet. He notes this goblin, full plate armor, starting to chase after him. And he sees you behind him and takes off into the festivities here. Uh, there's quite, there's some cheers that some people think that this is part of the celebration and others that are like being shoved out of the way seem rather, you know, perturbed that their uh, celebration is being disturbed in any way here. Um, you continue following him as he dodges through the streets I would love just a just a quick little. I'm gonna put you guys back on the main page so you can Thanks. click your click your tokens. I would love a little quick initiative roll for me. Sixteen. I will. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, who am I missing here? Nina. Okay, one moment. It's all good. Um, yeah, Adele, you're at the top of the turn order here. Reginald has already taken off. What would you like to do? How off? far is Reginald? Because I was going to say, I'm pro I was going to try to wild shape Wolf and then run after, um, sure. or just run after Reginald um, entirely and dash. Um, either way, I think dashing after Reginald to catch up. Uh, if you so, can you wild shape as a bonus action? Is that you one of your deals? Or? Yes, I can, but I'm not going to wild shape. I think I'm just okay, going to. Just going to run. Just gonna, yeah, I mean, you you basically you come up and you're trying to keep up with Reginald here. Roll me a d10. Okay. Um, oh my gosh, how do we, how does one do that? Um, you can roll a physical one, or you can go on over to the left hand side of your screen. There is a d20 looking die on roll twenty. You can hover over that, and there is a button that says d10 there. I got an eight. An eight uh, with an eight. Fortunately, no complication as you dodge through the uh, the surrounding people here and continue on forward. Um, Nina, what would you like to do? Okay, so I guess I'm also trying to catch up with him, but I'd like to use my longbow not to like try and like hit him, but like maybe try to like hit his leg and like try to get him to trip or whatever so he okay. can stop running. I want you to know that picture that I have posted there is the amount of people that are between oh. you and him. It is a festival out here. The streets oh. are absolutely packed. Gotcha, gotcha. So you can try. There are a lot of unintended targets in the way. All right, all right. All right, forget that then. Um, I, mm, I guess I'm just gonna try and like run up to him as well. Cause I don't want to try and hit it. I don't want to accidentally hit anybody, so. I'm just gonna try and run run up to him as well. Okay, yeah, so you just dash over that direction. Go ahead and roll me a D10. Okie dokie. Nice, uh, a five. There is a procession of people that blocks your way. Please roll me uh, a religion check so you can recognize their customs and move respectfully amongst them. <laughs> That's a six. Oh no! Unfortunately, you do not. The cleric that was going to be thankful fails and said, instead, they cast Bane on you and say, Hey, how dare you interrupt us? What? <laughs> and you continue running. Joy, what do yeah. you want to do? Uh, I'm also going to start running after him. Um, okay, roll me a d10. Uh, just a straight d10. Mm-hmm. Do I just type roll d10 for that? slash r space 1d10, or again, you can go into the left-hand side okay. of roll 20. Uh, That's a one, baby! That is a, that is nice. a one. Um, a 20-foot-tall papier-mâché skeleton puppet walks across the street. Make me a dexterity saving throw to avoid getting stepped on. Oh, we still that's a, that's a six. It steps. Uh, you, <laughs> you take 2d4 points of damage at three and fall prone. Oh. Uh, I guess I'll spend the rest of my action getting up from being prone. Getting up, yeah, and continuing running. All right, Reginald, you are chasing. What do you want to do? I'm chasing, yeah, I'm, I'm full speed ahead, dashing at him. Okay. Now, Mr. Mr. Kind and Wise DM, yes. I would like to state that I am a technically small creature, mm -hmm. and I have nimble escape, sure. meaning that I'm probably pretty good at getting through a crowd. Uh-huh. I still would nice love a D10. Oh, damn it. All right. <laughs> I tried to plead my case. <laughs> you did very uh, well. A five. Uh, a five here. 
Um, the same religious procession that didn't oh, go so well. Guys. Unfortunately, you're not very nimble to avoid the customs that you must follow. Please roll me a religion check. Gonna attack them and certain. No, all right, uh, sixteen. <laughs> sixteen. You you perfectly match the customs as they were, remembering them from like some school day long ago. And that same cleric that cast Bane previously blesses you. Thank you, mate. Now out of the way, please. I've got official business. Oh, yes, of course, of course. Have fun. <laughs> Will do. And uh, yeah, I'll charge off feeling blessed. Calafay. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I see where the sleazy guy is right now? Uh, for the time being, but you're going to need to catch up if you want to keep an eye on him. Is there anything immediately ahead of him above that I can see? Like, is there any sort of, like, fruit stand or something? A that's fruit stand like... above him? Uh, no, there are the decorations that, that cover the street here, right? Like, there are these colorful flowers and paper decorations hanging between buildings. It looks as if, like, most people's laundry has been moved out of the way to put up decorations. Like, paper okay. lanterns and things like that. There's not, like, rocks that you can drop on him. No, but, like... So those decorations, is there something that I could hit to make them fall and maybe like around him? Around him. Um, so they're so like strung like... across the street. So you could attempt to hit one side and they would fall into the crowd and maybe hit him if you hit the right one. They're small targets. Can I do that? You yeah, can try. Can I do that? Okay. What are you throwing? Uh, I'm using my light crossbow. A crossbow bolt tip is very, very thin. And these are ropes that you're trying to pierce. This okay, is going to be an I'll incredibly. Throw my lance. Yeah, Lance. You're going to throw your lance. She's strong. Okay, he's a hundred feet away from you. You can certainly try. Am I allowed to move a little bit first and sure. then throw it? Yeah. Okay, can I do that? Yeah, you move. <laughs> All right. You run your 40 feet, roll me a d10. All right. Javelin. Who is the javelin? <laughs> Yeah, Steel, uh, I think Steel has that. That is a, a nine. There is no complications as you gallop through, and most people just get out of your way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you want to hurl your lance some 60 feet to impact a rope that is holding decorations above where he is running to attempt to block his path. Yes. Okay, good luck. Roll me okay, Lance. Roll? Lance. Lance? Okay, okay. Yeah. A 23! 23 is good. The lance goes sailing. I'm going to say it has the same distance properties as a javelin, so I need this a disadvantage. Oh, so what do I need to do? Just roll it again. Roll, okay. A 20. 20. Mm -hmm. Goes sailing through the air, and the lance f hits the uh, the rope and then continues onwards where it... <laughs> roll me a D100. Oh, Fifty-five. Uh-huh. Okay. So there's a fifty percent chance that it was going to hit someone. It does. Roll me lance damage. <laughs> Fourteen points of damage as a lance comes <laughs> falling from the sky and impales someone on the road. <laughs> but don't worry, that rope did get cut and it falls. The paper lanterns catching a flame as they fall sideways here. And we'll have him roll a dexterity saving throw to avoid the thing. How many people are around him? How many people are around him? Oh, the streets are packed. Some 20 or 30. 
Oh god, okay. <laughs> he rolls a 17 on his dexterity saving throw and is able to avoid the god tripping rope. God damn it. However, the religious procession that we've been following this entire time, the front of them do not, and they begin to fall on top of themselves, the floats that they are carrying collapsing off into the side. There is chaos in the streets, and someone is yelling for a doctor somewhere. Oh my gosh. Steel, uh... what would you like to do? I wish I could have been the first person to go. Um, <laughs> I to check technically on the mom. Like, the, I mean, she's still... Something's going on. Uh, I'd like to jump up onto a... If I can do this. Jump up on, onto some sort of thing that gets me above people's heads. And I'd like to cast Hold Person on What is politician. the range on Hold Person? 60 feet. He is 100 feet away from you. I thought that... Okay, so can I run... If I run my 30 feet... He puts you at 70. I'm going to do that. Okay, you are still 70 feet away from him, and I need a D10 for the run. Okay. That four. is a four? Yeah. Okay. Uh, on a four. Uh, the once peaceful spectral dancers filling the street that are now filled with screaming dread at the murder that has occurred on the night of Remembered... Um, you must make a charisma slash performance check to flow with their horrified movements. I am prepared for this. I've been training for this. Um, I'm going to try to emulate their beautiful, mm -hmm. horrific dance moves. Yes. That's an 11. That work. is an 11. <laughs> Unfortunately, you are unable to keep track as it is just chaos at this point. And you cannot see as the spectral forms are in front of you, blocking your sight and impeding your movement. You only get half as far. Okay. Still not close enough, right? He is 85 like, feet away from you. I, oh gosh. All right. Um, then at this point, I'm just going to try to get as close as I can to him and try to catch up to him. Okay, you make it a total of 30 feet, extricating yourself from the dancing spectral performers that are now emulating the death throes of a person impaled on a lance. Oh, no. <laughs> Is there anything else that you would like to do, Steel? Uh, I don't think there is anything else. Like, um, Well, okay. No, I don't think there's anything else I... I can do at the moment. Adele, at the top of the turn order, what would you like to do? Okay, so I'm like 40 feet away from this dude? Uh, he is still running, so like he is he getting is ahead of you still, so like he maintains right. the distance until you move, right? So you dashed first, right? So that was 60, yes. put you 60 at 40. Feet. He gets to go 60 feet, um, so you maintain 40. Okay, um, interesting, interesting. So I have... You're like some distance ahead of your compatriots now, too. Yes, I am. Uh, jeez, I I feel like I I don't want to tempt fate and throw two javelins. <laughs> um, again, the what? streets are very crowded. You're They're running very into crowded. you're running into people that don't know what happened behind you. You hear the screams behind you now. I start yelling. I start. I I I will dash closer to him. Okay, covering sixty um, feet. Roll me a d10. Sixty feet. Great. Uh, I'll choose my physical one. That's going to be a one. That's going to be a one. Uh, another one of these skeletons from another group uh, is in your path. Roll me a deck saving throw. Okay. I have that on here. Uh, 
a 13 will be enough for you to avoid getting stepped on by paper mache skeleton man i start yelling and i say um he killed someone he killed someone murderer and i start yelling so loud that other people yeah people look around and remember everyone's like wearing masks and is in all this colorful clothing and stuff and they look around like point at this guy and he's oh i mean and you're like pointing down the way it's it's me yeah everyone knows who he is right yeah this is true you didn't say his name that's true (laughs) you said this man and just pointed into a sea of people okay um you have dashed. That is your action. I have dashed. That's my entire thing. action. Yeah, uh, I would, it. at the end of your turn, I want you to roll me a perception check. Absolutely. Come on, perception. Okay. Oh. We'll continue on. So Nina, bad. what are you doing? Oh, no. I'm trying. I'm going to keep trying to catch up with this guy. All right. You got it. You got it. Roll me a d10. A seven, nothing happens. You continue to run. You're able to avoid all of the uh, the problems here and you see a man impaled on a lance as people try to like get it out of him on the side of the road here and lots of people just horrified expressions uh, looking at him. Uh, oh, okay. but however, roll me a dexterity saving throw to get over the rope of decorations that now lies in the middle of the road. Oh gosh, okay. Um. 17, good to go as you very quickly dance across the decorations and continue running after him. Okay. okay. At the end of your turn, roll me a perception check. Nice. Okay. As you're looking around and maybe trying to find a way or keep up with its mean here, you look up and you see a spotted owl flying in the sky. Okay. It seems to be circling the area. And then it takes hard right and flies away. Okay, it takes a right and then it flies away. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can kind of see it down this like other road here, right? You're stopped in front of this road. You can see it and it's going down that way. Not the are way it's mean of, is. Are any of my teammates anywhere near me? Uh, I believe Reginald is near you. Um, Adele is shouting distance. Thing? Uh, Adele, you and Adele, Reginald, and, and Nina are all out in the, the front. Yeah. Okay. So you, those so are the I'm, three that are closest. And I think, Jubilee, you were behind a little bit. I fell down, and yeah. also my max move speed is only 25. You're, yeah. I'm a little guy. You are with Steel and Calathe. Okay. So, yes, you see two of your compatriots. Okay. So I'm just going to shout, like, look, and then hopefully point to them that they can see the owl as well. And that's it for me. Okay. Yeah. You guys see it flying in the air, kind of like lazily. It is definitely slower than you saw it previously flying down this side street. Okay. Joy, you get yourself up off the ground, dust yourself off, and what? Uh, How far away is that owl? How far away is that owl? Uh, They are some 40, wait, gosh, they are some 60 feet ahead of you right now. So they are pointing down a road. You can kind of see them amongst the, the festival goers. Um, pointing, and you see Nina pointing upwards towards the sky. And as you, like, look that direction, flying above the buildings, you see an owl. So it's pretty uh, far up there. Yeah, but I think we have established my lack of trust of owls. Yeah, you gotta shoot it? No, but I could use some magic on it. (laughs) What are you gonna do? 
All right. So, so I'd like to know what's the um. Can I tell the status of the uh, the person who got lanced? Uh, they are some 40 feet in front of you, too, because that was a very far lance throw. Um, they're impaled. They're likely right, dead. Um, so I would love to kind of confer with my party. Um, should I attack this owl with magic? Or should I help this lanced individual? I say attack the owl. I would say attack the owl as well because, I mean, how does the lance person look? Are they like they like they could probably get a band aid? Yeah, a really <laughs> large. One of the few people I, who so could the lance has gone actively save a person and like slammed I'm into their chest, and this the lance just... is in the ground. No, holding if the guy's up. dead, I can spare the dying. <laughs> you can't spare the you can't dead. Spare the dead. Yeah. A living creature that has zero hit points? Okay, well, living. if He's there's enough freaking gold in this place, I'm gonna take a rich person and I'm going to consume their goddamn wealth in order to revivify them. I don't know. Okay, um, you can try. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot at this owl. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, let's go with some, ooh. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's done me well so far. I think that it's time for a guiding bolt, which has a range of 120 feet. Unless <laughs> I should be shooting what's-his-name. Because I could do either. I'm within 120 feet as far as I know. Uh, let me put it this way. The owl has much less chance of collateral damage. Yeah, if the other there guy are was within 60 feet, I can do a column, but... There's a, yeah, there's, there's a lot of people in the way. All right, I'm gonna go for a guiding bolt okay. on this owl, because as I've established, I don't trust like that. Sure, you fire off a guiding bolt. I don't trust like that. I think for owl, this actually hits. That is a 12. <laughs> I feel like they don't have much armor class. They're yeah, feathers. And What's your AC, owl? Owl, it is 11. The guiding bolt hits for 12 radiant damage, and you watch as it lances through one of the speckled wings of the owl, and it careens offwards. And uh, I think for you know, Nina, Steel, and Reginald, you see it crash into a building. It goes Ooh. crashing okay. through a window and into a building. Do, uh, yeah, Joy, you just kind of like see it go behind the building line there. Um, target down! And uh, Joy then heads over, trying to follow behind where everyone has been going, uh, going over towards that corpse. Okay. Hopefully. Downed owl. I don't know if it's dead yet. I hope it's... <laughs> oh, what can I do? Interrogate the owl. Go find the owl. Reginald, what do you want to do here? It's mean uh, is going one way. The owl has crashed into a building. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I... How far, how feasible does like catching up to Itzmi look? It's gonna, I mean, it's it's hard just because of the, the amount yeah. of people in the way. Or I can veer off and, I mean, the owl's the target, I guess. Yeah, I would I would veer off and head towards the owl. Okay. You head down the street. The side street here is definitely less occupied. There's less people outside here. It's one of like not a main road, and you're able to like get outside this building that he's gone into. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I would, um... Then again. If it's crashed into the building, it could fly off. Yeah, I, I would just fully pursue it as far as I can. Okay. If that includes going into the building, I would go into the building. Sure, like, you can basically get to the, the front door yeah, here. Sure. And you realize that it is a metalworks shop. There's no employees here, it being, you know, it's a celebration. Um... And you note that the warehouse here is rather large, 60 by 90, and there are some catwalks inside. And you can see some containers, large 15-foot diameter containers suspended over the warehouse floor by chains. And you can hear something scraping around up on the catwalks. Nice. Yeah, I guess that's all my movement, so... Okay. Calathe. You got this, Centaur. You got this. God, she'll be apologizing the whole time, making her way through the crowd. She will pick up her lance from the poor dead person. You have to pull the lance out of him. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's okay. You can, you he's, can, you don't need the lance. impaled from the chest, held onto the ground with the lance through him. Okay, all right, I leave it. I'll just go past him and I'll, I'll, I'll chase after a, a, a You just original. say, wow, who threw that lance? And then keep like, going. Uh, uh, I went that way? Okay. Just whispering, so sorry, so sorry, so sorry. And you proceed down to where Reginald is. Mm -hmm. Entering the building with him here. Uh, mm -hmm. Steel. All right, just one last time. He's within 100 feet of me, right? Uh, yes. I'm going to try to hold person again. You have to run up to 60 feet, right? Away from him. So you need to cover 60 feet of ground, which is a dash action, which will prevent you from casting the spell. Oh, oh, I thought it was 100, don't mind me. Okay, then I'm gonna see that. I'm gonna see all my companions start veering this other direction. Okay. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna follow them because politicians too fast at this point. He's a quick boy <laughs> for some reason. Politicians yeah. be running. Yeah, oh, gosh, wait. I sure hope this owl was actually practice. something I needed to. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what if it's just out. like an owl? I don't know. <laughs> what if it's just like what a, if it's very just like a guy? <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, okay, Adele. Um, okay, okay. I dashed, dashed, dashed. So we're just maintaining that 60 feet, right? Uh, yeah, us. do you go? to like your group or do you go to I like I mean they're behind me they're behind me kind of well so right right so you'd have to backtrack to go to Reginald do I feel like that's more pressing than this like the whole team leaving um they ah, pointed at this thing in the sky and everyone is going that direction okay um I'm God. I'm gonna start yelling It's me We know it was you You killed that lady We saw you And I'm gonna yell that as I backtrack And I'm gonna yell it literally at everyone And okay. then I'm gonna look at the person If I'm by the person who got lanced I would like to say You also did that too You, you, are, <laughs> you are much further Well you are past it but you're like coming back to it So you yeah. just blame it on him it's me did that too. Okay. I saw it. And so you leave. 
you leave the chaos behind to st- and we'll see what happens oh probably maybe uh so yeah uh as everyone kind of like arrives nina do you come this way as well yes okay as everyone kind of arrives here at this abandoned metalworks location um i do want to say we are well over our time uh so i know for some of our players it is very late um so what would you all like to do i want to know what we see when we get to the when we get to the this place i mean what everyone else saw but like what feels like worth going after right so you do see something amongst the uh the upper portion um as i get on the music here the upper portion of the catwalks and yeah it's an owl sort of it is a monstrous form (gasps) this fiendish looking owl shape up on the catwalks here large talons inky black uh feathers here sickly looking as it is hunched over has all of these owl-like features and yet it is twisted this is what you see as it screeches at you from atop the metalworks uh catwalk why is he muscular he's a big strong guy he really is. He's really why is he buff? <laughs> you just ask somebody why they're buff. So we are well over time, and I kind of feel like we could just leave it here. Yeah. Without <laughs> handling the uh, the monster at the end, and some man impaled by a lance in oh. the middle of a celebration. It's me. Did it? We just murdered mm-hmm. a civilian. It's fine. No, no, no. It's me murdered us. It was mm-hmm. it's me, not Thank us. you, everyone, for joining us this evening on a journey through the Radiant Citadel. Maybe one day we will find the ending of this particular story, but it is not this day. We're going to go around in a circle here, and everyone's going to tell you where you can find them on the internet. And then I'm going to take a 10-minute break, and then I'm going to go through and do a whole DM discussion of this book. It's a long night for me. Smile. Thank you again to Wizards of the Coast for sponsoring this particular one-shot. We'll go around in our uh, our order here um, clockwise, starting with Katie Peters Plays. Where can people find you on the internet? Surprisingly, at Katie Peters Plays on Twitch. I know. And then uh, Twitter is Play Katie Play. You can catch me doing tabletop sometimes. I stream on Twitch, and I do podcasting and... I don't know, it was lovely joining you all at the table, and I like to think that we kicked some owl booty. After Probably did. Yeah, yeah, maybe did. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Uh, coming up next, Black Girl Mage, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, my name's Lexi, otherwise known as the Black Girl Mage. You can find me on Twitter at Black Girl Mage and on Twitch where I stream D&D prep, D&D talking. Um, we do all of those things. Um, yeah just go there i never know what i'm doing right now i'm in the middle of editing and releasing uh all black hbcu and strict saving campaign so twitter keep track of me there because that's 
going to come out sooner or later. <laughs> Links are in the chat and will be in the description below True. as well. Don't worry about that if you want to find some of these lovely people. Continuing onwards, uh, my most handsome goblin. Merchant, please, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, my name's Merchant. Pretty much just that, anywhere on the internet. But don't find me on the internet. I live in Manchester, England. Find me in person. <laughs> I'll, uh, maybe I'll have a little quest for you. Who knows? <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Or okay. single combat, your choice. Or wow. single combat, yes. Can also Not be both? found in some of our other campaigns on the uh, yeah, on the yes. YouTube, youtube.com slash runawayrobot. I think it's fair to say Joel and I are working on like a lot of pretty cool upcoming D&D stuff as well. There's a lot so, of stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening. So keep an eye out. That's yeah, fun. absolutely. Uh, continuing around, Ash, it's been wonderful to play with you again. Ash said hi. Where can we find you on the internet? You can find me everywhere at Ash said hi. That's uh, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Everywhere at Ash said hi. Excellent. Thank you very, very much for playing this evening. I hope you had a good time. I uh, had an awesome time. Thank good. you so much for having me. And it was really awesome getting to hang out with all of you. We'll have to do it again sometime, right? Yeah. Amy, thanks for joining us again this evening. Where can we find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Amazonian. I play a lot of card games. Come hang out. There's a new D&D &D set in Magic the Gathering. So, like, there's owl bears in there. Come <laughs> hang out with me and some owl bears. There's more owls. There's <laughs> always <laughs> more owls. <laughs> it's owls all That's the way down. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you very much. Last, certainly not least, the lovely Parallax Stella. Stella, where can we find you on the internet? Uh, uh, well, when I'm not on your channel doing D&D stuff, I am on my channel at Parallax Stella every night after 6 p.m. PST. Uh, I play all sorts of games, like mostly FPS, but honestly, a lot of different things. And um, yeah, and I do more D&D stuff. So hopefully we can get all this cast together again, because I loved our energy. It was cute. It was very, very fun. Thank you all very much. I have been your host and DM Runaway Robot. Um, you can find me here, because you were watching it here. Thank you for... <laughs> Making this a very special evening. Thanks again to Wizards for the uh, sponsorship opportunity and the early look here uh, at Journeys Through the Radiant Citadel. Um, you can get the book now. I wholeheartedly suggest it. If you need some adventuring and you need 13 ready-made locations to adventure in, this is a good book for that. I'll be going through more of that in about 10 minutes time. We're going to wrap it up here for the primary show and I will see you in just a little bit. Goodbye. Thank mm -hmm. you.